0: Joe
1: Rogan Podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan
0: Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Hello, Eliza.
2: Hi, Joe Rogan.
0: Good to see you, as always. Thanks
2: so much for having me.
0: I hear you're a big movie star now. I, who told you that? Uh, Vanity Fair or someone? <laughs>
2: They misspelled my name in the article. No.
0: How did they fuck up Eliza? Did they fuck up the last name? It's
2: the last name.
0: Yeah. Well, that's why you went with just Eliza too, right? You're in that rare group of humans that could go with one name.
2: People are like, who do you think you are? I'm like someone with a complex German phonetic last name.
0: Yeah. Schlesinger. It's a rough one. Schlesinger. Yeah. It's rough. It's hard. It's hard. See, I fucked it up and I know you forever. I'm
2: so used to it though. And what's weird is people always say it wrong. And then when they spell it, Yes, there should be a C in it, but there isn't. But they'll go to spell it, and they always add a C. I'm like, weird that like you don't understand anything else, but you have a firm grasp on German phonetics. Like Everybody knows there should be a C, no matter how mm. smart or stupid
0: they are. Really?
2: Yeah, and there should be. We changed it at Ellis Island.
0: Oh, really? My, Why, why'd they change it?
2: My great-great-grandpa was like, we'll make it less Jewish. I'm like, I don't think that oh, did boy. it. Oh, <laughs> boy. It just made it really hard.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah. Make it less Jewish. Yeah. That's so, hilarious.
2: It's what it is. I, but we try to drop it just for.
0: But there's like you, Roseanne, Sebastian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oprah. But again, there's like, only a few people that can name. it. hard. Yeah, it's a, it's a rough one.
2: Winfrey isn't. That's a flex. Barr isn't. That's a flex. Schlesinger, this is for everyone's mental health.
0: Yeah. I should have done it earlier. But I don't know if Roseanne did it or if people just call her Roseanne. I think it's that. Yeah. Because there's no just, other Roseanne. Yeah. So. Roseanne Arquette. Rosanna though, right? Right. And
2: I don't they don't do the same thing. I don't think people confuse them
0: No, and who's that character Gilda Radner used to play Rosanna, Rosanna, Rosanna Danna. Dana. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's such a deep cut like I feel like most people don't know that. Yeah, they're so young.
0: Well, I'm old I, I knew I remember it. those things. Yeah, oh, yeah. but it's, but it's also like it's comedy history. It is. Yeah She was comedy. Gilda. Was that's amazing. another one, right? Yeah, but Everybody would call her Gilda Radner. They right? did they did yeah, we did But then there's, like, a thing, like, where comics would call Eddie Murphy Eddie. But that was almost like a, a, like, you were a flex of intimacy. Yes.
2: People do that for Chappelle. But I think he goes by Chappelle. Yeah. but Like, yeah, I was at Chappelle's, like, his camp. And I'm like, you don't know him like that.
0: Like, you Mm. bought a ticket. Ah, Summer camp.
2: I don't do the last name thing. It's a very, like, familiar people do it it's a very like jocular like we go by last names and i because mine's so long i no one's ever called me by that mm. if i meet you i'm calling you by your first name okay and it's just
0: i get it i just do yeah or joey diaz calls you your full name Liza he? he'll fuck up the last name no Liza <laughs> I, th-
2: I call him joey diaz yeah. some people go by both
0: he calls everybody by your full name. If he wants to say something important to me, he goes, Joe Rogan. Listen to me, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. I'm just listen calling to me. see
2: how you're doing. Yeah.
0: He does that he too, He does right? that. Yeah, all it's the time.
2: It's so, such a menschy thing to do. It's very yeah. East Coast.
0: Yeah, he's a sweetheart. He people, really is. People don't understand Joey because of some of the things that he said. Like If you see it out of context, you think like, oh, what an awful person. He's I mean, one of the nicest guys of all time. You
2: could think that about Anyone out of context
0: for sure. No, he's sweet man for sure
2: who ate a lot of mushrooms at our last interview And I was I was like, do I have to do I don't want to I've never seen someone consume so many different types of drugs Like it was candy
0: on a podcast
2: just go like eating gummies I'm like, you know, this isn't real candy. Like this is gonna do something (laughs) Horking them down and I was like, this is an hour podcast
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's the best for the quality of the podcast, but for the actual freak show aspect of for the sure. experience, it's off the charts.
2: I drank one, I had like half a drink, I played Hollywood Game Night once, and I was like a little weird on camera, and I was like, we're never doing it again.
0: What's Hollywood Game Night?
2: It's like that show, it's by Jane Lynch, it's like on, I think it's ABC, it's like celebrities come and they play games for charity. Oh, okay. And they have liquor there, because they're hoping you'll get drunk and like do something, and I had one, right. and I was like, my eyes start, like, you don't want that captured on camera yeah actually being drunk unless it's
0: for like world star yeah there's not like how many people have shows where you have to drink on their show it's pretty rare
2: i don't think you ever have to but i think it's always executives always have this thing they're like let's set it up like it's just a hang it's an interview but there's a bar this is different this is very relaxed it's your own thing but they always want to make it like you happen upon this conversation Mm. In someone's living room with cameras.
0: Yeah, that doesn't work. The other no. thing about those things is like, whenever they do try to set up those fake intimate things, there's always a bunch of people moving around in the background, and yeah. you got to go, hey, you got to sit still. Okay. Like, you can't just have a conversation. Like they do, they do these things that like, I did uh, Bill Simmons podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, I did it when it was on HBO, and I was like, why do you have so many people working for you? Right. Like it's supposed to be just you and me. It's like, I don't know how to fire and cam- them. There was, I mean, there was. Dozens of people I around. think you can request,
2: like an Oprah interview, you can request no one else be there, I think. Really? Uh, you could also request that they just all stay in the truck for production.
0: Well, you're just not going to have that feeling like you're hanging if there's a bunch of people walking around in the background. You see a bunch of production assistants. I would feel like look- as
2: a comic, it would like not bother you or like fuel you.
0: People walking around? No, because they're not paying attention to you. They're there's doing that. other stuff. They're yeah. in the, they're, it's not like they're an audience watching, like right. you are all sitting down watching. That would be fine. It's distracting. They're the like moving. moving around, yeah, yeah it's like they the they try to recreate intimacy in, in on a set, but then they have twenty people working on the production side, yeah, it's just fucking weird those those shows are weird, like they have so many people working there. It's like, how are there enough jobs for you folks? I like, feel
2: that way about like some YouTube shows where I'm just like, why does it require this much? yeah. Why there's so many production assistants. Exactly. I think people just kind of want to be there and they're like, you can pay me in gummy bears.
0: I think what it is is like people want to try to imitate a television show. And if you were on an actual television uh-huh. show, like a CBS show or something right. like that, there'd be a gang of people on the set. So they, they think pro- like, it equals yeah. value. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I know comics or that have shows and they hire interns. So they have people that work for them for nothing Yeah. and they get like school credit. I did that.
2: Did you do that? It's kind of a scam. Experience, you know, and that's obviously like a privilege thing. Like, oh, I'll just be able to feed myself otherwise and I'll just get this experience.
0: How did you do it? What would you do?
2: It was a part of, I went to Emerson and their L.A. program was you move here, you stay at the Oakwoods um, and you intern, you take classes at the L.A. campus for Emerson, but then you intern, you know, if you apply to an internship like you would a job, you know? And so you're there like four days a week doing like grunt work, mostly just sitting at a desk. At least that's what I did. Um, but it's the idea that you're kind of dipping your toe, seeing what you might like, what you might be good at. So, it wasn't really.
0: Yeah, did it, like, make you think, like, okay, I definitely don't want to work on a set?
2: Uh, I wasn't on a set. I was in, it was the United Artists office. And it made me think, I definitely do not want to log all of these indie submission movies that were, like, shot on a (sighs) Nokia phone. (laughs) Just logging details of stuff. You're like, no one's ever going to, I would do it for my boss. Like, I'd write all the info. In case they ever revisited it but it was just going in a trash hole
0: and when you were you doing stand-up at the time
2: it, uh that's a great question yes
0: when was your first day on stage
2: in la ever it's a real it, my first 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 stand-up first 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 stand-up yeah first stand-up was
0: why, why is this because well, I did improv to avoid the question
2: no I just I just want to make sure I answer <laughs> it precisely
0: yes the first day you're right your first day on stage doing stand-up it's
2: totally wholly unrelatable but My second to last semester of college, I did a semester at sea. So you go on this boat with like 600 kids from all over the country and you travel. You get to go all these countries and you take classes on the boat. Oh, wow. And we would do like, you know, at night they'd have you know dinner and you'd have coffee houses like on Thursdays and you could sing a song, you could do a poem, (laughs) a lot of beat poetry. Oh, boy. A lot of emotional poetry. Oh, Christ. Uh, And I had written, as one does, a one-man show in college. So I took a couple of those jokes and I decided I would talk about my observations about the guys and the girls on the ship because it was my first real time around like frat guys and sorority girls because i went to like a small liberal arts school Mm -hmm. and i was just fascinated by the way they were all interacting we were all interacting and observations about the the ship and food and whatever common experiences so i got up and i read like a monologue i'd written about what we were going through and it became a thing i did every week and then i took that when i got to la and somebody said, do you want like five minutes at room five, which is a bar that doesn't exist above a restaurant that doesn't exist anymore. And I just started doing stand up there. Wow. Yeah. So what year was this? That was probably like I graduated college like pro- 2005 because I had been doing I did a comedy for three years before it like all took off. So when did I meet you? <sighs> like meet, become friends meet or like. I always knew who you were. We
0: became friends pretty quick.
2: Yeah, so it's such a nebulous. Like you think back, you're like, "What's
0: ten years ago?" I know it's 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 going by very quickly. <laughs> like I've been here a year already. Yeah, which is crazy.
2: That is crazy. Yeah, I remember visiting you. Yeah. Um, it's because I right I did a drive in here. Um, I don't know. I became a regular at the store probably like 2007.
0: That was right when I left. That's right because right, you I weren't there the, the whole time. Yeah. So when did I do your podcast? You had a podcast at the Laugh Factory. I did. Yeah. I was on your first episode.
2: Yeah. You were so kind because you had a podcast.
0: Right? You must have. It must have been 2009 if that's the case because that's when I started. It was way
2: later. Something like that.
0: Yeah. It had to be after 2009.
2: And I couldn't believe you said yes. And I was like, this is it. It's all going to be smooth sailing from here. (laughs) I got Joe Rogan and you were cool. And I think you came on like my next podcast, like the next iteration when I Mm -hmm. moved companies. So you're a giver.
0: Yeah. Well- you uh you and i have always had a fun relationship yeah we've always uh had a good time
2: a lot of mutual respect i think of you i think of seeing you in the hallway like behind the or and i think of you as not wanting people to bug you so you're in that back bar yeah you're the only comic that probably truly needs to utilize the back area because people are coming up to you so much that you're like, I just need
0: a minute? Well, the pe- people come up to you with projects. Sure. The pro- it's not, they're not just coming up to say hi. There's like, the store was filled with so many people that had, hey man, um, I want to start a weed strain with your name on it, hey man. Hey man will you wrestle gotta, this bear? Yeah. <laughs> there's always just some some person that thinks that they just gotta make a connection with me and that's gonna, and meanwhile, I'll have like notes out. I'll have like a new bid I'm trying to work on, so I got notes and I'm going over something. And they don't shut the fuck up. They just won't leave you alone, so you have to hide. You
2: gotta go. I it's, think a lot of comics wish like, yeah, I gotta go in that back room. I don't want my fans to bug me. I'm like, there's no one checking for you. <laughs> You know, uh, there. But,
0: yeah. but I always admire your hustle. You you get shit done. You get after it. You're always doing something. You're always pushing. You're thank always you. you're always getting going. You know. I, I respect that.
2: I, I thank you. I just think it's uh, the odds of anything happening in this career are less than zero. Yeah. So the more things you try to do at once, the less painful it is when something doesn't go, because you have something else to focus on. Very true. Why put all your eggs in one basket if you can have if you have a bunch of other smaller baskets? With yeah one egg in each one
0: yeah and then maybe one thing catches fire and then put your energy in that and yeah. pursue it but that's why i always have three different things going on i always do stand up i always have this and i still do the ufc i don't plan on abandoning any of those i like having that kind of like complete autonomy and financial independence and like yeah. not worrying about like you know one thing versus the other just do them all
2: well you're very that you very like you've you were the architect of your own design and you're very anti, you don't want to be beholden to anyone, not that anyone does, but like you're particularly opposed to that. And you have always just been like, I'm doing this, like you had a podcast and it happened to be like the archetype of all podcasts. Like this is the podcast everybody wants. This is the success that everybody wants when they create their own podcast and you did yours. And so people think like, oh, I'll just build one like Joe Rogan's. And it's like, you can't. You can't do one like Joe Rogan's because there already is a Joe Rogan one, so you've got to, you know, build your own one. But you've everything that you've done is because it was something that fueled you versus oh you have to go, you know. Yeah. At least
0: now. The reason why I can't have anybody tell me what to do is they would have never let me do it this way. Mm -hmm. Like I know it's a dumb way to do it. I know on paper all of it's dumb. I say too many risky things. I have too many people on that are controversial. We fuck around. We do half the podcast drunk or stoned. But that's why it works like people don't but the thing is like going back to the idea of having a bunch of executives and people around When their job is dependent upon you not doing anything stupid They're gonna keep you from doing what you really want to do. Well,
2: everything becomes so watered down Yeah, and so everything becomes and look there's a place for it and there's for sure an audience for it but let's not forget like there's executives and then there's the artists and sometimes your goal is to make art or express yourself or be yourself versus like i just want to say these lines and collect a check and it's okay to do both you just have to be very clear on what your objective is and and when you hire someone like me or you you and i are not alike but like we're both comics and we both say what we want to say you know i'll do campaigns i get hired for and you know they write these lame lines and i'm like you can hire a much more attractive girl (laughs) to do Mm -hmm. this You can hire a model, you you hired me for a reason. I'm not going to sit here and say these hacky lines, but that's why I'm here. So in a perfect world, we carve out a space for ourselves where it's expected that we be ourselves.
0: Yeah, and the problem with television has always been that there's a bunch of people whose jobs depend on you. And it's their sort of goal to make sure that you don't go too far. Because if you go too far, you say something too crazy, or you you say something that's going to piss people off, the show could get canceled, and then they're all out of a job, and then they're mad at you. Sure. And I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe you're mad, but guess what? The whole reason this exists was because of the the ability to say crazy shit. It's
2: like Chris Rock's joke, like, the tiger didn't go crazy, the tiger went tiger. (laughs) Like, you brought in a comic. (laughs) You're lucky that I'm sober. Like, it's so little is expected of us. People are like, wow, she came, she knew her lines. I'm like, yeah. Like, you're lucky. Like, when you hire
0: a comic, you don't know if we're going to bite you. Right. Well, what we're used to doing, the open-endedness of clubs. Yeah. You know, you're showing up, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Eliza. And you get on stage and there's not a fucking, there's no direction. Nothing. There's there's just you and an audience. Yeah. And you got a mic and you're talking shit and you're just saying crazy stuff. And you. it's all, you're producing it, you're directing it, you're writing it. It's like Thunderdome. Yeah.
2: Like, there's no... You build this career off of saying the things that you say and people agreeing. And then, of course, if you're too loud, people are like, you're just a comic. You can't have an opinion. I'm like, what the fuck do you think this is?
0: Yeah. My
2: act is all my opinions that you were fine with until you disagreed. Intelligent people can separate the difference of opinion from... I get a lot of people that are like, I don't agree with you, but you're funny. And I'm like, that's yeah. an evolved human.
0: Yeah, there's people that are healthy. They're, there's they a couple. Can take it. They can take it.
2: But comedy clubs yeah. are like... <laughs> Like, when you start out in those, like, safety is not a concern, people forget how to act. I mean, I've dumped drinks on people. I have dumped bowls of popcorn on people. Why? For being disrespectful. Oh. You're a 26-year-old girl. Some fuckhead in the front is, like, texting or talking to you. I've dumped a drink, like, with no thought of repercussion. I've been like, get the fuck out. Like, what are you going to do? It's so dumb and it's not a good idea, but sometimes you just see red. Yeah, and you just and you're like, I gotta do something. It's a bad idea.
0: I don't endorse it. You don't dump drinks on people. I've had two people throw (laughs) drinks at me at the comedy store. That's horrible. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, two different times.
2: From the back or like in the
0: front. One guy from the side. Like I'm standing there. He was he was ruining the whole. Him and his. I think it was his sons. (sighs) It was a guy and his two sons. And they were probably there to see you. I don't think so. Oh no, this is the early days. And right. uh, he threw a drink. They, they were just, they were ruining the whole show. And I, I started mocking them. And they couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle it. You know, and then they got mad. He got up and threw a drink. I'm like, oh, you pussy. That's so fucked. I mean, but
2: that, I think that happened, to, I think it was Tammy Pescatelli. Like, some it's your biggest nightmare that somebody throws something because. You can't see. You can't see. People don't yeah. realize we can't see past the first couple rows. It's yeah. just a sea of dark. And it's this tacit agreement that we're all there to, like, do no harm. Right. <laughs> and so. I'm shocked it doesn't happen more.
0: Well, those are the days where the comedy store had no crowd control. Pe- people don't know that. At one point in time, the comedy store literally had no doorman. There was no one working there but comics, and you know you'd have like these feeble kids who were on the spectrum. Who are supposed to like kick people out? Right. And they weigh 120 pounds, and like there's some they're... alt
2: comic at the front.
0: yeah. It's exactly what it is it like over. massive social anxiety. <laughs> you know, you you know, you got Josh Martin trying to kick people out. Like he doesn't is... want to do it. He's he like, doesn't want to do it. I don't want to be here. Yeah, he just wants to tell jokes.
2: Most of these, it's to this day, most of the doormen are comics. These are gentle yeah. souls.
0: Yeah, but they hired when there's some bigger dudes there now. When Eric started managing, they brought in some actual bouncers. Larger, they brought in some one. real legitimate body guard type dudes
2: you gotta you gotta have just some large mounds of flesh yeah we well, you just,
0: you just can't let assholes overrun shows and most of the time it's not the case but that the one time when the guy threw a drink at me that was uh one of the two times that was a guy who just had taken over the show him and his two sons they were just drunk assholes and they had taken over the show and
2: you as a comic you're like I, at least I feel this responsibility to not at a com, I mean, at your own show. I feel a responsibility to the people who paid, in some cases, a lot of money yeah. for this experience. And this guy's ruining it.
0: Yeah. Well, also, you can't work. I mean, at the no. store in particular, you're there to work. You're there to work out some shit. Yeah. So if you go on stage and you're trying to work out some new bit and some guy's yelling at you, at you, calling you a homo, <laughs> like, oh my God. This
2: was a long time ago.
0: Yeah. It was just um, him and his uh, sons. Or, you know, just every now and then, that's the weird thing about life. When people say, why do you need a gun? Why do you need a dog? Why do you need security? Why do you need this? Most of the time you don't. You're most right. Most of the time you don't. But it's not about most of the time. It's, it's about a, that one time. Yeah. Well,
2: that's the whole argument for insurance. Right. Or health care.
0: Yeah. Or, you know, stocking food in your house. Sure. Like That's this, a conversation I have. Yeah. yeah. It's a good thing to have. Like L.A., you never know when that fucking grid's going to go. Uh, it happened to us
2: recently. The... Uh, whole neighborhood some idiot on Mulholland hit a, a poll which I can't believe this doesn't happen more often because the brilliant people of our neighborhood decided, voted to remove a stop sign so they could go real fast and this woman hit a poll and it knocked out power for thousands of people and all I wanted was her name all I wanted, just like who is it and as a woman I'm like crap, it's a woman but like how is it that's a dangerous turn? Nobody has ever hit that pole except for you, which means it's on you. It's not the road. And it was like five days of nothing. Oh boy. So we had to go and buy all the things and now we have them.
0: You got a generator?
2: We're getting a generator. Yeah, generator. We've got bricks big. for the phone. Our neighbor had one, but he's not cool. He's so not? he could hear it the whole time and you're like,
0: oh. You could hear his generator going mm-hmm. and he's an asshole?
2: He's not I don't know if he's just not cool is the word. I don't know if he's an asshole, but I, I didn't think he'd... I don't know him well enough to be like, can I some of your power for my curling iron? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta curl these hairs. I gotta go somewhere.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. The, the power is so fucking feeble. I mean, it's so powerful in that it, 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 you know, controls everything in the city, and we all rely on it. We use it every day, and it's amazing. We're using it right now. But it's so fragile. So
2: fragile. I, especially LA, you know, we all... Blindly, Like, we all have our heads down. We live there. You're paying all this money. Of course, you know that. And you're losing most of your money to taxes. And you're living in multi-million dollar houses. And the phone lines, the power lines, are from the 50s. I saw a picture of Kim Kardashian the other day. And she's posing in her outfit in front of, like, a Maserati. But behind her is, like, archaic electrical work. (laughs) Because that's what we put up with. You got a $4 million house and there's just spider wires coming out the top. Like, that's not a fire hazard. And we all... It's just normal to us that like none of the cables run underground.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true.
2: It's what you put up with you're like, well, it's LA.
0: Some places have cables that run underground. some yeah. But I, it's- out where I used to live had cables that were underground. It was nicer. You didn't have to stare at those fucking poles and those lines overhead everywhere.
2: Connecting all of our houses yeah. running across like when I grew up you know you'd have streets and there's trees and now there's just cables that run across in nice neighborhoods and nobody questions it.
0: Yeah. Do you ever see crazy. what happens when people let those Mylar balloons go and they run into the power lines yeah. and it blows out the whole neighborhood? Yeah, well, don't use Mylar. <laughs> There's plenty of those videos out there.
2: It's my gender reveal. Yeah. Now
0: it's dead. All we need is one solar flare. One solar flare and it'll wipe out the whole power grid. Do we need it? But that's all we I mean that's we definitely don't. But like <laughs> Texas the whole grid almost went down during the the winter freeze I I think they said it was like four minutes away from the entire grid collapsing
2: I mean talk about unprepared my best friend lives here and she's like yeah We have no drinkable water and then like the next day. It was 80. Yeah, that's I'm from here And it's one of like the big sources of pride is like you don't like the weather wait five minutes They say it everywhere. You shouldn't be proud of your erratic global warming weather
0: (laughs) Well, i like the weather here the fact that it rains a lot Things stay green. Like, California, last time I went back, it was like, everything's so fucking brown. This is California. <laughs> yeah. Like,
2: if it were a sound, it's that.
0: There's no moisture in the air.
2: There's no moisture in the air, which is great if, if your hair curls. But I remember we were looking at houses, and I moved south of this house, and it's all green, there's bushes. And my husband was like, it doesn't look like this most of the year. Right. Like just remember, this is this hillside. It does not look like Easter <laughs> most of the year. Right. Yeah, yeah. You're just looking at dry brush.
0: You got like two months of that a year, and the rest of it's brown.
2: It's it is. I've said this before. Living in LA is like an American Ninja Warrior course of natural disasters. <laughs> it's on fire. There's rain. We have a homeless problem. No one's allowed to speak about because it makes you a bad person. We have so many fucking tents in our city. It looks like an REI showroom.
0: Like it's they're really just dumb. everywhere. Do you know how much money they spend on it? On what? Hundreds of millions of dollars trying to fix the homelessness, and it goes up every year. And the salaries of the people that are working on the homeless problem, mm-hmm. we posted them the other day. Oh, yeah. Six figures, all of them. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Where's the solution? The, the top end people are making like 260 270 a year, and it, nothing gets fixed.
2: No, it's, and you can't speak about it because... I talked about it the other day and people were like, how dare you ridicule them? I'm like, I'm who not. It's the problem. It was just like a fan. I was like, <laughs> it's, I'm talking about the problem. That's my job. But it is this like, who can out liberal out woke? Like, how dare yeah. you mention the homeless? Excuse me, the unhoused. Yeah. The un- you should lose everything. I'm They're like, so I'm unhoused. part of the problem, the unhoused. And I do feel bad and it's awful. But there does come a point where you're just like, when can we address this? Yeah, and have a well, productive conversation.
0: They don't have a solution and they keep throwing money on it and it keeps getting worse. And th- the way a friend of mine said it, he said it really, it's really wise. He goes, they're farming homeless people. Which, he goes, you have to understand that this is a, a, an industry where mm-hmm. they spend hundreds of millions of dollars on it. It employs a shitload of people. Right. They have great salaries and the homelessness never gets fixed. And if it does get fixed, those guys don't have any jobs. So, like, where's the incentive? I think that there's no incentive to fix the homelessness entirely. It's probably
2: you could probably argue that for almost any industry.
0: (gasps) 12 billion, 12 billion. Oh my god, he's they're raising the stakes. California governor proposes 12 billion dollars to house the state's homelessness. And they're like,
2: we'll just tax teachers. (laughs) That's our idea. They'll tax
0: the shit out of everybody. Look at that. That's rough. Orange tan. Oh my god. we don't. Uh, we're not handling things too well. Well, they're also talking about raising taxes too. Uh, Forty-six thousand housing units. And expand expanding a program launched last year to convert motels and other properties into housing. Great. Who wants to live next to those motels? How about nobody? Well, you know that's something that we.
2: You know, we talk about your local elected officials, and I want these solutions, and we do need better housing and lower income housing. You know, they're do it, it is so expensive. We do need solutions uh, for regular people and people who do need help Um, but it is that thing where what about when you work really hard and you buy something because you want to live somewhere nice and then they put up you know something next to you that it's not about poor people as much as just is that that's too dense or like a a very hilly area like Laurel Canyon where it's already hard to get out and they're going to put more there so you think about fire plans and escapes and things like that and it's just, you're like, what about what I agreed to purchase and the vision for that? Yeah. you know? And so there has to be a, sol- a kind solution. And there has to be a way to talk about this without canceling people for being nervous.
0: Yeah, well, it's people that it doesn't affect that they take that opportunity to virtue signal. They take that opportunity to let you know how yeah. terrible you are to not be, not be accommodating to the unhoused.
2: No matter what else
0: you do in your life,
2: you're a really bad person. That's, that's the, our society's all about like a flash of a moment of a person yeah. and they'll kill you and they'll rake you over the coals. And you're like, really? Cause my whole life has been about charity. They're like, well, one time one you time passed you were- someone who needed something.
0: You are evil to the unhoused. I have a friend who lives in the Upper West Side in New York and they uh, put a bunch of homeless people into a hotel up there and said, it is a fucking steaming disaster instantaneously. He goes, you just got people shitting on the street in front of the place. Doing, you know, shooting up right there on the street. And he's like, instantaneously the street changed. And now people are just like moving out and trying to find people to buy their place. And just trying to get the fuck out of there and trying to figure out what to do about it. but
2: It's so complex. And even as I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh God, the DMs I'm going to get from people who also don't live in a city like Los Angeles. You know, you can have this cognitive dissonance of having compassion and wanting to solve something. And also wanting to address it and... Have your own opinion about you it. could
0: do what I did and just flee. Okay, cool. You have a like lot a... of money. <laughs> and you
2: have a podcast.
0: It seems like the it's time different. to flee. Like, some someone said something. They wrote an article about me, uh, Elon and me, saying we were cowards for not staying and fighting to make L.A. a better place. You're still
2: Americans. You didn't, like, turncoat on the country. You just left a state.
0: Well, they, they were saying that, you know, you should try to fix L.A. Instead of abandoning it, And I'm like, you can't you fix it. that place.
2: It's broken inherently. It's broken in structure in the in the people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know what? I am glad you brought up that you left because I got I got a take on this. I have a hot take on this. Oh, a hot take. I believe there are echelons of success, and when people, so like you picked up and you moved, right? You made so much money. Uh, from you know, your deal and you rightfully want to keep a lot of that because of taxes and I totally get that but especially when you have a podcast and when you are in control like you can do UFC you do the podcast and then you set a third thing um, these are things that can be done remotely you don't need to be in LA you're not a movie producer you don't want to be an actor I found out when I tried to get you to be in my movie and you don't like that's not you know you don't want to write movies so that part of the hustle is not your in your purview right so you can do whatever you want to do remotely. If I if if you want to have a podcast, you can do it from anywhere. If you want to be a comic who travels, you can do it from anywhere. And I think people you you have to pay those dues in Hollywood if you are trying to do something. And part of living there is the difficulty of raising your family, of making a living. Like this is why it's so hard to make it. And I think a lot of people before they've made it think, well, I'll just move, but like I'll still be like I'll still be in the industry. And that's a gamble what i give up by living there i get back in you know meeting a producer at a, at a restaurant mm-hmm. taking that meeting in person having that audition in person so you can get to a place where you go but for there's a medium like the group that's like still in that fight and haven't gotten to that next level and then there's the people below that that are like you weren't having much success so you decided to leave and all these decisions are okay but I, I can think of a comic off the top of my head who was like, I'm going to leave L.A. I'll come back whenever, but I'm going to do my podcast from like a remote location. And you lose the connection to mm-hmm. Hollywood. You cannot have both because no. that's not how it's designed.
0: So if, I, if you want to do that, if you want to act and you want to do that, the, the, especially acting, that's yes. the spot to be for sure.
2: If, if only just to be in it, not to get complacent, you know, yes, you could if you're someone like A Tom Segura or a Sebastian I guess I could do it too you could live somewhere else because you're touring so much right right but if you're not at this level where you are you know you're playing these theaters and you're making all this money you want to be somewhere where you have access to as many opinions as possible and you're performing like the comedy store is great because you have a different audience every night from all over Mm -hmm. and so I think people don't want to admit that and they want this easy life of oh I've moved to Austin which is fantastic but it's not the same grind and these cities, New York and L.A., produce entertainment because of that hustle. And it doesn't mean you can't hustle elsewhere, but you have to be very clear about what it is you want to get out of this career.
0: Yeah, if you're trying to do acting, there's really one place to live. I mean, maybe you can kind of live in New York. And you could do
2: Austin or Nashville. You could get bit parts, but yeah. there's something to be said for, like... Hand-to-hand combat of like meeting a director meeting other actors and being in the thick of it Yeah, and you sacrifice having your kids grow up around normal people (laughs) and not having a headache all the time By
0: living in LA the thing about this place as opposed to LA though for stand-up if someone wants to be a a real stand-up comic you could do it here. And you could do it here, I think, in a better way because you're not connected to the system. The problem with being connected to the system is there's a lot of actors that are also doing stand-up or stand-up who are also acting, and they kind of morph their personality to the fit, woke Hollywood, you know, and there's, there's a concern with saying certain things on stage. It's a concern with your ability to express yourself freely. I, there's always going to be actors who dabble. Yeah. And there's
2: always going to be people who decide to do stand up later or take it as like a third career. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it depends on what you want to get out of this. Some people do stand up as a stepping stone, but the I don't agree with you because the market dictates. You could be you can be saying whatever you want out here and it just doesn't fly in several other states. You know, you can find your audience and if you can create a living, then it doesn't matter. But whether your goal is to be discovered as an actor or to have your don't tread on me freedom of speech, at the end of the day, if people buy your tickets, then you win.
0: What I'm saying is that you can be connected to a different industry out here. This sure. is the industry of podcast. Segura's out here. I'm out here. Tim Dillon, I think, has moved back to L.A. I don't think he found the right amount of fellas out here. Plus, he's moving. Tim, Tim bought a house in the fucking middle of nowhere. I don't understand why he did that. But, uh... This is not his cup of tea, but for me, there's plenty of clubs, plenty of places to work out, there's plenty of podcasts. For you. Yeah. You're already you. Yeah, I'm already me. But for young comics, I'm I'm thinking this is a good spot, too. Sure. Because I think it's a good place to develop.
2: Yeah, you can, I mean, that also comes down to, like, are you a good comic? Mm -hmm. You can develop anywhere, you can move somewhere. It depends on your goal, and if you just want to be a touring comic, (laughs) that's cool, too. And people, you know, it's cream rises to the top.
0: Yeah, for sure, everywhere. But I think for comics today, the focus should be on podcasts and stand-up. You, I mean, do you want a television show if that's your thing? But if you want the best promotional vehicle for you, I think it's podcast. When you look at what Tom and Christina have been able to do with your mom's house, what Kreischer's been able to do, what sure. Whitney's been able to do, what all these different people that have successful podcasts and it's sort of accelerated their stand-up comedy outside of the podcast. I think it's the best promotional vehicle for You're for, literally for citing four people
2: because I think it I can works keep going. I keep think going. it works there's for a lot
0: of other ones. Theo, you know, Bobby Lee. These
2: comics these comics Santino. already these comics were already like on their way up and uh-huh. that helps for sure. But for every one of those, there's so many comics that have a podcast. And by the way, like it's the Wild West. You could start a podcast and it could just take off like wildfire. You don't know. Um but I know plenty of comics, some you know, who have that podcast. They don't fill a theater,
0: right? But they don't fill a club. They probably, first of all, haven't been doing it that long. Nope. If they have been doing it that long, they're not that good at it. Disagree. It's we could talk about. I'm
2: not going to say. Names. What do you mean disagree?
0: I disagree. You think they're good at it.
2: No, there are comp. Well. There's, there's so many names that we could throw out there where I'm like, yeah, you got that podcast and you spend time on that, but you probably should spend more time on crafting actual jokes because at the end of the day, well, what you too. want are ticket sales. Yeah, and if you're going to sure. try to translate that, you better have that full solid hour, not a half hour jerking oh, yeah. off.
0: No, you have to have that too. You have to have both. But my point is that both. it's like everything else. The amount of focus and time that you put into mm-hmm. it is directly reflected by the result. And some some people half-ass their podcast just yeah. like they half-ass their stand-ups.
2: There's that. I mean, it's all about your 10,000 hours, and I think if you have a base, like if you, ha- I don't, if you had a massive podcast and you started doing stand-up, it might not translate over, but if you were massive in stand-up and you had a podcast it, and it wasn't as great, the results wouldn't be as dire, because most of us do have podcasts, but it is like, where are you going to put in those 10,000 hours? How often do you do yours? I do it once a week. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoy doing it, but I really enjoy writing Movies and I enjoy all the other things, and so.
0: But you've always enjoyed variety. You've I always did. enjoyed doing a bunch of different shit. I like art. I like yeah.
2: challenging myself. I, I would do a play on Venus if that's what we could like the next thing. And I, I just. Uh, Have you ever thought about doing a one-woman show? Who hasn't? I mean, isn't I? I actually think my stand-up is very similar. You haven't. You don't want to do a one-woman show? No. Maybe they all, I women always flash in a one-woman show. It's always Did like, they? and now my breasts. Huh.
0: It's always like, a, it's like an art school thing. You know who's got a great one-woman show? Giannis Papas. <laughs> you know Giannis's character. I know who Giannis is, but I don't know. He that. has this female character that he does. Is oh what is she supposed to be? Uh, I, I'll find it one second, one. I don't, We can't hear you when you're talking like that. Find, I just saw him do it the other day. <laughs> it's he like, has a whole Instagram account for yes. her. And... <laughs> you never seen it? I've never seen it's it. It's fucking hilarious. I've see it. I th- is she supposed to be Puerto Rican? What is she supposed to be? Yeah. She's no. some uh, ethnic not Greek? lady. No, okay. no, 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 no. It's a, a crazy yeah. ethnic lady. Mauricio Rodriguez. Yeah. Okay, definitely not Greek. you never seen this? Oh, my God. Yes. is. You never seen this? Oh, she's terrible looking. No, g- well, that's what Giannis that's looks like. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. How dare you? Give me some volume.
2: That stimmy check on all new outfits. I'm telling you, as soon as that Joe Biden check came through... I call them shits
0: Biden dollars. You know how they got Bitcoin now? They got Dogecoin. They got America coin. They got Superman coin. They got Pinocchio coin. They got all those different types of coins. I
2: tried to take those to the store. I said, hey, look, I don't have any money right now. Can, can I pay you in Dogecoin? And they
0: said, well, this Dodge is not the I best was gonna <laughs> say, <this laughs> I was going to say, that's cool. That's cool I that tried. you like that.
2: Uh, <laughs> that's not the best. This is great. Oh, I, I can look it up on my own time. That's the best
0: example. Oh, <laughs> no. Cool. How many, how many um, uh, followers? 35,000. Yeah. Oh, okay. You don't even follow it. Look. I just found it. I just well, maybe oh, okay. because, uh, well. <laughs> okay. Okay, <there>. because that's <laughs> what the clips it. are. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that clip. Cool, cool, cool. That sucks when you tell someone something's funny, and then the clip you jump on is just...
2: Just wait till the ad plays. Next clip.
0: It, it, you need context? You need to know yeah. where they're coming from. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that whole uh, man playing a woman thing. Like, how many guys have done that?
2: Right. It's kind of almost never not funny, and I think about it a lot. Like a dude dressed as his girlfriend. Like, especially when she's a guy, and he like puts mm-hmm. on the. L's, it's always funny, but when girls dress like guys, I it's not as funny to me. It's always, and this isn't about a drag thing or a gender thing. This is like pure for pure comedy. You're talking about Ellen. Oh. <laughs> Just like uh, when girls dress up like guys and try to skewer it, I guess, because men are so, they're not vulnerable in the way women are. Mm -hmm. And so I think about that. I'm like, why isn't it as funny? And don't at me because your improv troupe is all girls and you dress up like guys. Uh... Men don't care if you make fun of them. And that's why it isn't funny. Women, it's like, oh my God, he was making fun of like, we all do this voice, but like now... Uh, we, you know, he was making fun of my my weight. i my! like, we do talk that. We do like little bites. We do that. And guys were like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, I'm mm. fat. Big fucking deal. So when you're almost infallible, um, at least that you present that way, I think that's why it doesn't go the other way. It's funny
0: to, yeah, it just doesn't, I don't know. There's got to be some girls who have done like a male character that's hilarious. I'm
2: not talking like Kate McKinnon, who's so brilliant, like an SNL thing. I'm talking like just if you went out and you put on heels and a dress and you came in and you were like, hi, I'm Joena," It's it's just funny.
0: Some people would think it's offensive. Well,
2: not me. And if I came in and I was just like, I'm Joe Rogan, they'd be like, OK, why are you making fun of him? Like it just kind of for some reason doesn't flow the other way. Hmm. Someone's close minded. There's always exceptions to those. the
0: rule. I'm getting a little close-mindedness out of Eliza. That's
2: hmm. me. That's my new podcast. I'm opening it here in Austin. It's called Close-Minded? It's called Clothes-Minded. <laughs> and we talk about fashion and boys <laughs> who
0: wear the fashion but look bad. Whatever. Whatever. So you're going to Alabama, you said, from here? I am. What are you doing in Alabama? I'm going to do stand-up. Whoa. Some farming. That's crazy. Some stand-up. I'm going to do Birmingham and Huntington. And Nope. That's one place I don't Huntsville. think I've ever sorry, done stand-up. I'm thinking about it. Like, have I ever done stand-up in Alabama? I'll report back. I don't know if I have. I
2: think it's going to be great. I'm pumped. I, I think my audiences are great everywhere
0: and I'm pumped to go well, there. People travel to see you. Yes, it's nice. They probably live in some sane area. They all came from <laughs> Santa Barbara. In. They bus in.
2: They, I, I'll take it. You know, and I always, I love it. I love going, I love having a working knowledge of my country. And I like...
0: That's a good way to put it.
2: Yeah. And I like synthesizing. I like... I don't want anyone to feel bad for the way they believe unless you're a horrible person. But I like having a meeting of the minds at the shows where nobody feels bad for who they are while still pointing out what's wrong with everyone. Mm. But uh, yeah, Alabama. I flew into Austin just to do this. Oh Yeah. Aww. I didn't want to zoom in.
0: Yeah, in sucks.
2: I didn't want to. It's useless. It's just... It's enough.
0: It's got something to it, but it's just not the same as being in a room with somebody. It's not the same. Nope. And so I was just like this is t- beyond worth it. And so here I am. So you made a movie about the story that you told on the podcast mm-hmm. about a guy who pretended that he was from Yale and you and yeah. then you found out later in your relationship that he was not and he was completely full of shit.
2: Yeah, I told that story on your podcast a couple of years ago and I was trying to think if that was the first time I'd ever been on your podcast. In this iteration like as the huge joe rogan experience podcast and i couldn't remember if i'd been on it before prior to that i think you had i think so too but i think i was like that would be the perfect bookend to this story because the first time i told it in its totality was here and then here i am and i've
0: made this movie it's I- such a crazy story yeah the fact that the guy that that really was what he was doing he was just completely lying yeah about his background and who he was and But it worked for a little while.
2: Well, you know, so I I remember when I told the story and of course the feedback's all like, you're a dumb bitch. What's (laughs) wrong? Why is there a woman (laughs) talking about anything? (laughs) And so I was just like, okay, I got to be careful in the way that I parse out this narrative. And my answer is, you know, there's red flags that we're taught to think about. You know, you're walking down the street in New York City and someone gives you a look. You got red flags, right? You're at a, um, you're doing a business deal. There's red flags. In a relationship, you know, because of music and TV, we're all thought to think about cheating, right? And lying in that way. I meet you randomly, and in the first five minutes, I'm like, where'd you go to school? What do you do? I wouldn't... I don't want to be the kind of person that has a radar up. Because these weren't lies like, I'm the king of Spain. I have a fleet of yachts at my disposal. It was like, I went to Yale, just like my cousin did, and I do hedge funds. Like, okay. normal. Normal. And that's how these kind of people get by. And so... These weren't. You things. met this guy on a
0: plane, right? An airplane, an airplane. As
2: if there's a difference. Like <laughs> not like, just a grassy plane, specifically an airplane. <laughs>
0: not so a you hydroplane. were heading to a gig. He was sitting next to you.
2: I was coming over Thanksgiving. Oh. I was just on my family. Some of them are on the East Coast, and I, my big thing as a con like I always, my whole career, I spend the money on the travel. Like that's a great investment. Like buy that first class ticket. I mean, you travel so much. I'm like, that's where the money goes. And you're usually sitting next to someone who looks like your dad in first class. It's it's seldom that I, and this was, I was probably 29 at the time, 28, 29. Seldom you're sitting next to someone around your age, you know, and here's a guy. And so we just start talking because we're around the same age. Um, and And we just got along super. He was funny. He was dorky, but smart, like just a cool guy. And I... He had a girlfriend and I had a boy picking me up at the airport and I think we exchanged like Twitter handles. Like mm. this wasn't like a salacious, like give me your details. Mm. And I was like, if you and your girlfriend ever want to come to a show, you know, you're a comic, you get it. Like right. a comedy store. I get paid the same way either way. So come on down to the store. But we became friends. And what made it easy was when you're a comic, you keep such odd hours. Like how many times have you eaten dinner at like one in the morning? And you're like, I do all for protein. I have to eat late
0: at night. But- I usually don't eat at night
2: all right cool i intermittent fast too that, that's what i do on it uh <laughs> but i like how you do my voice on it As, i uh, think it's just my generic beefy uh, guy mm. like that could be you that could be me bro What's what you it, don't understand is that it's just a structure within a democracy which is a man-made construct
0: whoa that good it's not bad it's not bad it's not bad i'd have to i'd have to it's pro talk that's like bro bro politics it's pro pro intelligent talk yeah So, what did this guy actually do? What was his actual job? He
2: worked at a hedge fund. um, And, I mean, who checks that? Would a person who works at a hedge fund know the difference between a club headliner and a theater headliner? Like, there's level, like, why, okay, that sounds really boring. And whatever, I get that that's with numbers
0: and, and money. But he went to a college. You went to a college, just not that one. Just lied about Yale. Right. Yeah. That's what but I found he out did way later. Work at a hedge fund.
2: Yeah, but I think it was like super low level. Like he made it like, oh, I'm starting my own business and mm. you know, you're twenty nine years old, you're sitting in a first class seat and you're dressed like a dork and you're talking about like, why wouldn't I believe you? I have plenty right. of friends who are successful at things yeah. other than stand up and most you know, but so my
0: my point was that if he just was himself Yes and he just said i'm working at a hedge fund and it was the same guy just as funny you probably like cool. him
2: that is the, you completely keyed in on it the whole takeaway from the movie is all the things that he didn't lie about were the things that i actually valued the most mm. he was you cannot fake intelligence you cannot fake sense of humor right. you cannot fake wit right and he had those he had those things he was unattractive which is probably a big source of his insecurity and whatever else society put on him but that was the sad part was I wasn't that impressed by going to a good school and having a job I've never heard of right hey you just said like I went to this regular school and I do this I still would have said come to the comedy store I still right. would have had drinks so that's a it's not a shame cuz I I really am into my husband <laughs> and the way that that worked out but that's the weird the sad part is that we put Rather than just be good at something, someone just, like, lied and built a whole world around
0: it. Have you kept in, t- in touch with that guy? Oh, yeah. We hang out all the time. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. No, but so I mean- So gross. No, I mean, he's never reached out and said, hey, I heard that story. No. Nothing? I, uh, no. How, how long did you date him for?
2: Only three months. We were friends for a full year, which is why it kind- it you don't question your friends as much right? and here's someone that always showed up the dudes in my group like all the comics that you know that i'm friends with, like they've all met him like we go out drinking and my schedule is so weird so i'd be like oh, i need to get dinner at like 11 he'd be down for it i was like great this got a malleable schedule and we were friends for that year i have best friends in la and i've been to their apartment twice right in 15 years so you're not um checking on things because I just take it it's normal. at face value where yeah. you live and stuff like that. And to be honest, the the closer we became as friends, the more he like He was like, look, I really like you. And we would always, you know, you're in your 20s, so you're going out drinking. I never wanted to go to his house. Like he would meet me at my condo and we would go or my friends would come over. Because I was like, there's no reason. If you know that, if I know you like me and I don't like you, there's no reason for me to go to your house. Like you very want to keep of on neutral territory. It's yeah. not, I'm not afraid of my physical safety, but in terms of messaging, I think that's a little like, I don't like you, but I'll get drunk and hang out in your room. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that. I got a house. Smart. There's a bar. Right. Right. And I was very honest the whole time. I'm like, I'm just not there yet. And I do go on dates. And... I like
0: how you said yet though. It's like, Ooh, So well, you're saying there's a chance. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: that was, I think I was just Dumb thinking and about dumber? the movie. So you're yeah. saying there's a chance,
2: <laughs> which is how guys think. Yeah. But I was very honest.
0: <laughs> honest very honest in in being like look i but there I'm, was a chance cuz you wound up getting together with them yeah
2: but i didn't see it that way that's like
0: ah but you get it
2: i, I mean that's you're talking about an eventuality that no one could foresee because Except i was him. dating other
0: people right right consistency was key uh but well that's actually why dudes will hang out in that friend zone
2: i hear that and i would always say I'm not into you. In fact, I'm going on a date tonight. But by the way, if you if you can't handle that and you don't want to be my friend, that's okay. I would give him these out. Right. And the truth is, I wasn't into him. We were very closest friends. And then one day he told me his mom had cancer.
0: Oh, I remember this part.
2: Right. So as a human and as a woman, you know, like there's a vulnerability that he cried probably thinking about he's probably crying about what a good liar he is but like
0: his mom didn't really have cancer no yeah that's what's fucked up i remember this and i, I forgot that part of it
2: <gasps> i met her we had just so like you know my heart opened up and you can't as a woman you can become this is my big thing you can become attracted to a man who you are physically not attracted to because of personality men it doesn't work joe you've never been like that girl is a warthog But it turns out she's really funny. So I do want to put my mouth on hers. Like you've never in your life been like, but she got a great personality. But girls do. It's just we're cerebral, Mm -hmm. you know, and men are very visual. And so it was all the kindness, how smart, how funny, all this stuff. Mom got cancer. I'm like, oh, my God, I I need to be there for this person who's been nothing but kind to me as a human. And my heart opened up, whatever, and uh, I met her. It was around the holidays and so we, uh, yeah, because we met in November and this was, I remember I was going like Christmas craft shopping and uh, we met at like a craft store and she was there and I'd never, you know, she has cancer and he said she was very sick, so I didn't want to be indelicate. I didn't want to be like, how's your cancer, Susan? You know, so I remember asking her like, how are you feeling? And of course this woman's like, feeling fine. Why, have you heard otherwise? <laughs> Oh God. And we only talked for like a half hour, you know, and I remember at the time thinking like, oh, this is a guy that I really like. And I, if she's going to die, I want her to know that her, her son is with someone who's kind. I remember thinking that.
0: Wow. Because. That's so heavy.
2: It's so heavy. (laughs) And I didn't find out that she didn't have the cancer until after I realized all the lies and I'd broken it off. Oh my God. I ran into some mutual friends and I was like, I just, you know, he's a fucking loser. He
0: must be literally insane. That's an insane person.
2: He's an insane person, but also the story is so insane, and you so have to tread lightly as a woman because people find fault no matter what you do. Like, I remember someone saying, like, well, you're a gold digger, and I was like, how's that now? Like, I've made a bunch of my own money since I was, like, you 25. You not
0: attention to that.
2: No, but it opened my eyes up to the perception just of when you tell a story that's so honest, the feedback that you get, and you're like, okay, let me control this narrative, so... That's why in the movie she's not some struggle I put her as like a mostly successful to show like this doesn't like she needed anything right and a lot of articles are like she was so strong it's like no no, <laughs> she just didn't wake up and <sighs> die.
0: <laughs> I wonder what other lies that guy because that's not a guy who's done that for the first time like if someone's lying about their mom having cancer, oh my god it's such a crazy lie such bad karma what what a what bad energy to go through life like that it's like the momentum of all those lies must be like inescapable. Like how does one stop and become an honest person when you're lying about that many things and intimate things like your mother, yes. the person who gave life to you, you're lying and saying that she has cancer so that a girl will like you more. Yeah. It's really insane. Super beta. And it's, well, it's it's a pattern. Mm-hmm. That's a strange pattern because like what makes people lie, you know? Uh, feeling insufficient, mm-hmm.
2: you know, feeling that you... And this is, for better or for worse, we hold men to a certain standard in our society. I'm not excusing this behavior. I'm just saying, you know, men who don't want to be sensitive or don't want to cry or are afraid to show vulnerability because we have this, like, macho archetype. Most women don't actually expect that, and they want you to be yourself and open up. And But we do, just as we put things on women, we do put things on men, and we don't have conversations about that. The difference is... Men don't realize, like, all you got to do is go out. I talk about this on stage. And, like, just be good at something. And there will be a girl who will, like, ride or die with you in your Toyota Hmm. passenger seat. Like, that's my (laughs) baby. He's the best mustache grower. Like, be... All these comics that we're talking about, they all fuck. Funny guys fuck. So you could just be funny. You don't have to be attractive. You could just be kind. You could just be good at, like, Magic the Gathering. (laughs) There's a girl that's cool with it. But some people just think if I posture and I lie... I'll get the kind of girl I
0: deserve. Don't you think it's also that kind of, like, financial world? Like, the financial world is very much about... Filled with sociopaths. There's a lot of that. Sure. sure. But it's all about, like, what kind of car do you drive? What kind of watch do you have? Where yeah. is your, where's your where is your house at? You know, what, how much money are you making? How much did you make last year? What's your, what's your end goal? So
2: those archetypes, like that patina of a person, right? Like, you have to be the... What's his name? An American psycho. Yeah. Patrick, Bateman. Pat- Patrick Bateman having to be that. And in the whole movies about that expectation, mm-hmm. uh, the business card, things like that. I mean, yeah. I didn't include. He told me he was in Skull and Bones.
0: Oh, Christ. And yeah. I
2: remember thinking, like, I don't know, that's a pretty that's a pretty big secret <laughs> people. And he invited me. He's like, I'm going to London for like a reunion, like an event. Do you want to come? And I was like. Sort of but I do need my own room like I'm not gonna share a room with you. And then of course he ended up not going of course But there are things where they're so out of my room like I am not in skull and bones and it seems so foreign so You fit the bill. I guess you could be
0: my- I think wouldn't you think he'd be more successful? If he was in skull and bones, isn't that one of those things where you're connected to all those uh, Well, how we- do you
2: gauge how successful someone is by their car
0: because he drove
2: a really nice car did he? and I never saw his house and he dressed well and mm. he spoke
0: like Okay so you thought he was very successful
2: I just he presented as
0: a kid that I went to school with But he obviously was kind of doing well if he did work for a hedge fund right
2: no, was, Anyone they will let almost anyone sign a lease to yeah, a nice car,
0: car. <laughs> What kind of car was it It was like an
2: Audi oh. I couldn't tell you what kind mm-hmm. But a nice car It's an yeah huh? So doing pretty good I guess so but I also like <laughs> Wasn't so impressed. Like I b- had my own condo. You don't
0: give a fuck anyway. If a guy had a Porsche and he lived in a mansion, my husband drives know?
2: a Mazda, <laughs> and I drive a Honda Civic Hybrid. Shh, that I people. I won on Last Comic Standing.
0: You still have that that's fucking how car. We flex. You still have that fucking car. I
2: love it. Wow. I love it. That
0: thing must have 150 thousand miles on it.
2: I've never checked, and I don't know if that's a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you change your oil at least? Someone does. <laughs> change my own oil I, don't I mean get it changed oh yes yeah i don't change mine either it's
2: actually at the dealership right now because i hmm. hit a curb and Did my you? bumper is very oh. damaged
0: <laughs> your bumper hit a curb my i have a curb i how's your bumper so low it hits curbs it
2: well i shouldn't have been going over that curb
0: oh so we happened. had
2: a lot of we have a construction at our house and so people were parked in the driveway and i drove out over the sidewalk oh. thinking i was on the driveway oops And it went clunk. clunk. Oh,
0: bam. And then you hit the I get it. And it
2: already was kind of hanging. I I kick it Mm. in every couple of weeks to like keep it in. I don't care. Nobody cares what I I drive. Right. So I'm not that person. Right. Nice cars are great. I just don't care if I have one. Right. I get it. Maybe one day. Um and so these are because I don't look for that in people, I don't think about it when they have it.
0: Right. It's unimpressive to you. So it's it's not working. Like whatever image they're trying to project
2: yeah I've never doesn't work it doesn't you know and I the kids I grew up with a lot of them are doctors and lawyers so it's not like I came from bad circumstances and no one I know is successful
0: it is kind of interesting that you have made all this money and you've done so well and yet you still drive that shitty fucking car it's
2: not shitty it's got leather and it's a hybrid
0: you sound like Brody Stevens leather exterior
2: leather exterior (laughs) and (laughs) engine Five speed in reverse. Eight one eight in the mileage. Five speed in reverse. I do I drove my husband's car the other day and the, the brake is so sensitive. AKA a normal brake, because my brake you gotta like really push on it with both feet. Yeah, you need new brakes. <laughs> I need new brake packs. I need new front. Free- we need a lot of things, but uh
0: You don't wanna buy a new car? You don't have this desire? Do you do something you like about driving this car that you want on Last Comic Standing? It's actually why I'm here. I need to borrow some money. <laughs> I'll give you some money.
2: Uh no, it's um I okay. try to do what I can for the environment. It is a hybrid. I don't drive very far, you very often. To get an electric
0: car if you really want to help out.
2: I don't know that getting rid of a car that works fine just to buy an electric one. And I don't know that those batteries are like. I think there's a whole discussion. But I have a car that works fine. <laughs> it's not about last comic Standing. It's just about like why give it. No one's going to want to fuck me harder if I have a pink G wagon.
0: You never met my friends. Are they hot? Just kidding, just are they kidding. MMA fighters? I'm fucking down. Just kidding. They're only fucking people with pink G-wagons.
2: I got to get to the comedy store and, and my assistant it. drives me. I just don't think. There are a lot of superficial things that I do think about. Like what? Um, Like being tan for events. <laughs> because it, because people be like, you're so pale. I'm like, what about this dress? You're so pale.
0: Um, do, you, do you get fake tanned or do, do the real tan?
2: You got to get a spray tan. Got to. Yeah, I get a real tan and get sick and get melanoma. Is that what happens? I mean, mean tanning is not a good D. thing is to do. Is it
0: good to get vitamin D in your skin? Then you're doing it wrong.
2: Uh what? Not that. I thought it was a dick joke. I ignore it. Click out. This is live. Um, I do a spray tan. It's organic, and I, you just oh, do it's it. Organic. It's organic. You just do it so that the comments are about your outfit, not hey Casper. Like it doesn't hurt my feelings, but it's like. Let's not focus on the purple skin. I get it. That's a superficial thing. I like nice things, but I mean, this is how I'm dressed today. Like I don't. Yeah. It takes a lot. To put on, especially if you get your hair and makeup done a lot.
0: You don't want to have to do it when you don't have to do it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I get You're it. On it's just, camera, yeah. Yeah, but just most people that do as well as you do, yeah. have some rewards.
2: I have a nice house. Yeah, okay. I have a nice house that I've. We kind of re- renovated. I have a dog.
0: <laughs> she's a whatever rescue she dog. Do you got from a Chinese uh, one of them dog farms where they're farming them for food?
2: No, I, she, but she is a Chinese rescue. But, uh,
0: but they were gonna eat her. She,
2: hers wasn't. I thought she was.
0: But she had the thing around her nose. She was just
2: found in a bush. Somebody just to be cruel tied a wire around her mouth and threw her in a bush. Oh God! And she was like starving. So oh, look, the dog is really? not smart. I just let her have whatever she wants. Yeah. Oh, she's a sweetie. She's a sweet baby. Um, I buy, I spend money on quality things. I don't like a ton of material things. I don't collect things. I don't, you spend it on airline travel. You spend it on hotels. You I spend it. it on the people in your life. And like nice jeans.
0: Nice jeans. I,
2: I'm, I wear like two things. I get it. So.
0: Listen, that's you. I'm not that's trying me, to baby. change you. No. I just think that car is a piece of shit. You should probably get rid of it.
2: Do you really think that or you just think it's an <laughs> old car? honda makes a great car I don't care.
0: They're, they're awesome listen one of my favorite cars i've ever had was a honda so i had a honda nsx Can i, can I can had two of them in fact i don't even know what that is it's a, isn't that a, a band uh nsx <laughs> it's not a, a, a sex cult in excess no and that right that what is that one NX- nxium which
2: i thought was a skincare company
0: <laughs> or like a vitamin company i didn't see that documentary did you I see saw it, it on the plane like last it?
2: week and it was so good that i went home and bought the last two episodes to finish it
0: what is it called
2: what is it nixium ca- sex cult for the stars
0: Nix- N- it's like
2: nx X- I-
3: it's all roman N-M. numerals yeah um is that what well, it is? There's multiple documentaries about it. Oh. This is really? the but
0: the the big one. Well, this is the one where the actress lady who was on that show, what was yes. the show? She went to jail. It's like they were branding people, right? Yes.
3: The Vow. That's what it's called, the is Vow. That called, the is Vow? Called the Vow? Uh, there's one called The Vow. There's a lot the of footage. Vow. Is What's it one, on a, which is the one that you watched?
2: I think it's the one
0: on HBO. The one?
2: It's the one. it's indie, India Oxenberg is the girl that produced it and it's about her. So if it's that one, I think uh, it's called The
3: Vow. That's called Seduced Inside the Nixxiom Okay, what did cult. I watch? Yeah. I mean, there's, I'm <laughs> telling you, there's a couple of them
0: around. Okay, so, now I got to yeah.
2: watch The Vow to get a full perspective.
0: Yeah. You want to make sure you're balanced in your cult viewing.
2: But the guy, Richard, whatever his name was, that ran it, not dissimilar to the main character in this, like in that, like you just lie and you're charming
0: and you get people to believe you. There's a documentary about a cult that was out here called Holy Hell that I watched. I think I saw that. Oh, it's so depressing
2: it always comes down to like some weird sex thing
0: always always this guy was uh he was giving these men in the cult straight men air quotes therapy and then he would he would charge them money he would charge them like 50 bucks and he would fuck them (laughs) (laughs) it's like so like regular therapy he just had like the ultimate scam going 50 bucks
2: a pop that's it
0: that's what he charged them but he would fuck them and then on top of that yeah I, i guess they were giving him money
2: because in this one, same thing, and as, I don't, no spoilers, but the main girl, when she is narrating this, she was like, the guy in charge, you know, you'd have to work through things. Like in Scientology, you're always like working through what's blocking you. She, she was not attracted to him, but he would like go down on her. And he'd be like, if this is bothering you, you've got to work through it. Like he would have sex with her. Like if you're <laughs> hating this. You have to work through it. Telling her like it's something in you, like this is all therapy. And she did it.
0: Now, let me ask you this. Like. When someone in a cult like that gets arrested, right, they got arrested, right? Like people went to jail. Mm -hmm. What'd they go to jail for? What were they doing? So
2: in the documentary I watched, the mom like rescued the daughter and they had to build a case. So it was like uh, racketeering, money laundering, intention to traffic, trafficking, like any charge that they could bring down. Mm. It wasn't because it's like when you really look at it, it's like these people were here and they're adults on their own volition. Right. Uh, and the brand and like there's a whole precedent I think that had been set by like brainwashing malintent and stuff like that So mm. it was a lot of little charges and they had to work with like the federales in Mexico To like bring this guy back. Oh, so. cause he
0: went to Mexico. Yeah, so this guy who is in Austin He went to Hawaii and he ran the he runs a cult now in Hawaii.
2: I think I saw this one. It's, yeah This is not the
0: yoga one though, right? Well, he's like a dancer. It yes, w- I did well, see it, this. Yeah, was, and he's
2: weird looking. Yeah,
0: cre- freaky, and he got freakier as he got older because he started doing plastic surgery and weird shit. I totally saw that. But the the thing is, like, there's no charges against him. It's, it's like tough. You, yeah, but it's one of those things. Like, what? Like, this is what was my point is. Like, what distinguishes? What's the difference between someone like that who gets a bunch of people to give him money and has a cult and gives guys therapy and fucks them? versus someone like you know some midnight evangelist type character what do you got there it's just this candy it's not an on it product so it's i'm so trying to I eat it We have a non- lot of On-It products here if you want some i just you can throw that away and i'll get you some real food I'm just kidding.
2: what do you have oh i looked kidding. at the vending machine behind this <laughs> what, I is,
0: what is that a candy bar or is it a no protein it's bar? um
2: one of those like just egg whites peanuts dates. oh I, I love
0: those those are great i just needed a bite yeah go ahead no worries what? Well, don't, don't feel bad, no. but my point was like what why is it that some people You can get away with like being a, a like a late-night evangelist. You're obviously mm-hmm. lying to people. You're ripping people off You know you're pretending you're healing folks. You're making right. people talk in tongues. They're fine, and they're tax-free Yes, but, but then some people come along and then they arrest them I'm always like well what like this guy tricked guys into giving them money. Yeah, giving them 50 bucks Yeah, and he would give them therapy and fuck them
2: I think and embarrassment is the difference. I think I, I think there's an embarrassment. I think there's a tangibility of illegality. There's nothing illegal about... By the way, you're saying making them talk in tongues. They did it themselves. Right. right. It's this placebo effect. And you're not actually hurting anyone. And there should be rules to protect the vulnerable and the laws to protect the elderly and from scams and stuff like that. You know, when you, it comes down to these cults, I think a lot of people don't come forward... And be- because they're embarrassed. Right. And it's like, I was there. I'm an adult. And I think about in my own movie, I, when I told a story on your show and then subsequently telling it. And it happened today because the movie came out today. The amount of people who reach out and they're like, that happened to me. Men and women. Same
0: story. Same Almost kind the, of story.
2: They lied about <clears throat> cancer. My roommate lied oh, about boy. this. He, You know, there's that show Dirty John. I think these things are a lot more prevalent than we... Want to realize because we all feel so embarrassed,
0: right? What do they say the the percentage of people that are sociopaths? It's more than one percent. It's right? literally one hundred percent. No, I maybe mean it's one hundred percent of people. All people are sociopaths. <laughs> Turns out, us. I didn't know. Imagine <clears throat> we thought we were excused from it. We're actually sociopaths too.
2: I think that's what they all feel.
0: But the thing, my, my point about this uh, this cult was that one of the things that separates it is that this guy was tricking dudes. Yeah. He He's tricking dudes and fucking them and no one feels bad when a guy when you're a straight guy and a gay guy tricks you and fucks you Good luck getting sympathy, but no one cares
2: Hmm, I do think it's harder for men to get sympathy from things because men are supposed to be Physically superior and in charge and smart and there's a little bit of
0: a like well screw you back and
2: that's so wrong
0: You know an injustice is an injustice But he- is it an injustice that that guy fucked him? Wasn't it a deal. A deal's a deal. He I gives you therapy. You give him fifty bucks, and he fucks you. That's the deal.
2: I. That's why it's hard to prosecute. Also, those guys right. are probably embarrassed. But I think about like sexual harassment because women are physically smaller than men for the most part. Yeah. Although I could probably beat up that samurai mannequin <laughs> because men are physically dominant. That the inherent threat is there. When I go out to my car, when I'm on, you know, when I'm on a date, like you, like even sitting here right now, if you wanted to kill me, you could. If your producer wanted just because you're bigger. Right. So there's that. But it doesn't take away from the fact that we all should have autonomy over our bodies. So someone sexually harassing you at work is still not okay. It's not as scary, but it's still not okay. And we have to allow for that if we're going to have a conversation about it, you know? 100%. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Look, I've had gay gay guys hit on me before. You've told me about this.
2: It's uncomfortable because that's not what you want sexually. But it's not scary. But you're never scared. Right. I'm scared.
0: It's a big difference. All the time. It's a big difference. It is it's, a big difference. It's just, it's just rude or gross or he's taking a shot. You never know, like, I guess you never know. You know, like, as a friend of mine, I want to name his name, uh, he uh, worked with me on this television show and he was a gay guy and he used to have a lot of relations with air quotes straight guys. Right. And I go, really? And he goes, yeah. He goes, you'd be surprised at how many straight guys let me suck their dick and then next thing you know, I go, wow.
1: It's a thing. I go, well,
0: how does it happen? And he's like, well, you know, you have a couple of drinks, you start talking, next thing you know. I'm like, really? And he goes, yeah, all these, uh," air quotes, straight guys. And I'm like, interesting. So you don't know until you try. He goes, exactly. So you'll like put feelers out on a guy supposedly straight because you've had experience with straight guys. I was like, absolutely.
2: There's nothing wrong with hitting on someone. Uh, but if the person says no, right. you got you to gotta let it go. Well, the,
0: the thing is at work, right? And it's, the thing is really, like, say, if you're a woman and you're in an office and you're trying to move your way up the corporate ladder and your boss is just a little, a little touchy, a little gross. A little normal. <laughs> a little male. A <laughs> little male, a little normal. Yeah, yeah. That's where it gets weird. Well,
2: because people always talk about a woman scorned, but nobody's talking about a man scorned. That's how you get a school shooter.
0: That's how you get murder. That's how you get murder. That's the,
2: when you've hurt a man's hubris, that's how you get, well, you're a fat bitch anyway. You know, like the anger, the ire that you elicit um, when that happens. And it's so scary. And so it's always like, oh, the girl's crazy and she must be getting revenge and all this. And it's like, but look what happens.
0: No, the difference between men and women is so stark in in how many, and this is. I mean, how many men murder women versus how many women murder men? It's not even close. Right. It's like, it's if you looked at a chart, it would probably be like a pie chart. It'd be like the tiniest sliver is women that murder men. That's why and we then, have a show
2: about it. There's a show called, like, Why Women Murder, because people are fascinated that dainty flowers can get angry. Dov Davidoff, you, this is so right, used to have a joke about how, like, a crime of passion is, like, totally excusable in a court of law. Like, well, it was a crime of passion. The judge is like, okay, I can see that. <laughs>
0: Like, well, you, I think it was in Texas for a long time. Sure, like if you caught your wife in bed with another man, you were allowed to shoot the guy.
2: I, is it, or and does that, that have to do with a stand your ground kind of thing? Because no, he's a I don't trespasser. Think so huh.
0: he's not trespassing.
2: It, your wife he? lets him in. It's Yeah, but it's your property because yeah. she's a woman and she yeah. can't have that's that property. Crazy. That's
0: crazy. <laughs> well, it's hers too, I think. I don't what know. is the a crime of passion?
3: Uh, adultery is not illegal, but Texas courts consider marital misconduct, including infidelity, and dividing the party's community. Uh, oh, that's a different, that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a that's different, different thing. Yeah, yeah. What well, that yeah. is,
0: that's interesting where women can sue... For denial of affection. And men can sue for it too. Like, say, if you're a man Mm -hmm. and your wife is banging her personal trainer, you could sue that guy for denial of affection. You could sue her
2: for denial of affection because she's not having sex with you.
0: I think you can sue him.
2: But if you're both having sex with her, what are your grounds?
0: I think you can sue him because he's taken away some affection from your lawfully wedded wife. Says who?
1: If you're says some people like four in the
0: times 1820s a night. that wrote yeah. these fucking goofy laws oh, like,
3: yeah. did, the other one that you're talking about is called Sudden Passion
0: <laughs> ah Sudden Passion Texas Penal Code Chapter 19 concerning <laughs> criminal homicide holds that such Sudden Passion in quotes means passion directly caused by and arising out of provocation by the individual killed or another acting with the person killed which passion arises at the time of the offense and is not solely result of a former provocation yeah but now you have to define provocation yeah well, look at this It's so this is so loophole the law also holds that such passion must be due to in quotes adequate cause this means in quotes a cause that would commonly produce a degree of anger, rage, resentment, or terror in a person of ordinary temper sufficient to render the mind incapable of cool reflection. Who's going
2: to who's <laughs> going to give that character study? His buddies like he's normally a cool guy.
0: This shouldn't have happened. Texas murder law state further that at punishment stage of a trial the defendant must raise the issues as to whether he caused the death under the immediate influence of sudden passion arising from an adequate cause. If the defendant proves the issue in the affirmative by a preponderance of the evidence, the offense is a felony of the second degree.
2: So if he thought about it first, yeah. it's a second degree. So it's premeditated sexual murder. Yeah.
0: Uh. <sighs> On the other hand, yeah. if a murder is planned or premeditated... Such an offense in Texas is far mm-hmm. worse crime, which is known as a felony of the first degree. Right. Yeah.
2: One means, meaning if it happened in the moment and you can prove that you're normally a cool guy and you can prove that this is, you go on Family Feud, you're like, show me, it's, it's cheating. And if enough people agree that that's a reason that would upset people and you're normally cool as a cucumber, yeah, you can get away with that murder.
0: Mm. What's the other one though? The other one is a denial of affection. Because I do remember this, that this woman was suing this other woman that her husband was having an affair with for denial of affection. So she wasn't just suing him. She was suing the other woman.
2: What woman's like, I need more sex from my husband. And Chicks you ruined that. Dick.
0: Maybe she loves dick. Maybe that was part of her arrangement. She wants dick, 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 dick. Maybe. Maybe. But it's just... It's a, a lawsuit. lawsuit
3: in multiple states. Yeah, it's like how do you how do you that's defend my, yourself? That's my next movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So okay. See <gasps> yeah. Yeah. can see him so close. That was very close. Snake-like j- reflexes. Just, but it was also just the right amount of tip, where it didn't quite go over. I saw that. Um, when you are in this relationship with this guy, and you are you're you're realizing that he's full of shit. How long did it take for you to confront him? Like how much time had elapsed? Because I forget when you were telling me the story. I forgot you told me his mom had cancer. Because like, you told me the story on the podcast, I want to say like three years ago? Oh, Four. Episode
3: 484. Whoa! Yeah, seven years ago. Whoa! Yeah,
0: today's
2: episode seven billion
0: twelve. <laughs> so it was a while ago. We passed 1,070, right? This is 1670. Did you get a plaque? Story. 1670? From no. the mayor? No. Anything? No? No. I did interview the mayor though. That's cool. Seemed like a nice guy. Sure, I don't know with a homeless problem.
2: Who doesn't have that yeah. problem? <laughs> in this yeah.
0: in today's day and age. So, like, when you're in the middle of this with this guy, when did, did you have like a series of red flags? Was there one red flag? Okay. Like, what was? Did the gates just open up and then you realize, oh my god, I'm with a sociopath?
2: Here's the god's honest truth, and this is not in the movie because there's just too much to cover, and you have to just hit certain story beats. I was doing a pre-interview for something and I was like, I think my mom will remember this. I called my mother. My mother is the one that was like, something's not right. Really? Uh-huh. And I was very careful in this movie. T- I didn't want to have that thing where the girl is dumb and she's like, you all don't want me to be happy. This is the guy. In real life, I was like, okay, let's, this is hard to believe, but let me suss this out. What did your mom see? Okay, so here's what happened. She was a couple things. because so I talked to her recently about this. Um, she, was, she would tell you, we could also call her, but she would tell you that certain things seem to not add up. He's a young guy, and but he says he belongs to Skull and Bones, which she thought was odd because, like, George Bush, like, serious people belong to this, not right. like a random dude. And I think she reached out to someone she happened to know, who was, of course, her age, so like in late 60s uh, at the time, that was in it. And that person was like, this guy's not in it. Really? Right. And so, by the way, you're dealing with this like secret society that you, I barely know. Like, why would I know anything about it? So I'm just like, okay. And he said he went to Yale. And so my cousin, who's in the movie, not in it, but a character, she calls my cousin. She goes, Do me a favor. When you meet this guy, ask him a question only people who went to Yale would know. So my cousin said to him, So we're all hanging out, you know. My cousin said to him, I guess in New Haven, there's like two beloved pizza places that every kid there, you pick which one you like. And he said, oh, which do you like, this one or this one? And his answer, he goes like, oh, I don't really eat pizza. So it's one of those answers where it's so quick and it's so concise that you're like, okay, that's weird, but that's your answer. Versus right. what are you talking about? Knew all the schools and all the colleges, like knew enough. And so my mom called the, the Yale yearbook, I think. Because she had a friend that like worked, went to Yale. So she reached out and she said, "Look for a Dennis Kelly. And they were like, we. That his name? That's the character's name. Oh. <laughs> we haven't had a Dennis Kelly, and it was like a Dennis L. Kelly or something, and it was the wrong initial, who graduated like 1985. Mm. So part of me is like, th- this information is so insane to get. There's no way to synthesize it, right? Because this isn't like I saw your boyfriend kissing a girl, which you're like, okay, this happens in movies. This is the weirdest thing. So I'm like, okay. And within that same time frame, you know, you start questioning other things. For example, he was like, I bought a house. When I met him, he was looking to buy a house. A lot of successful young men buy houses. And when he tells me where it is, he gives me the address. Because I had like a gift for him. He gives me the address. And I went with a friend of mine, uh, my friend Laura. And we went to the address. And it wasn't a house. It was like a split level casita apartment, like in West Hollywood. And... I knock on the door and a girl opens it. And I'm like, uh, and she's like, oh my God, you're Eliza. So part of me is like, oh my God, you've seen my two Netflix professionals. And I was like, yeah, she was like, Dennis told me about you. Like, I didn't, I didn't think he was really dating you. Like, this is so cool. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And she's like, I'm his roommate. And I'm like, okay, not, I mean, it would have been better if she was like, I'm his girlfriend, but I'm his roommate. Call him. And he got very, like, weird. And I remember, because now here's a guy that you love, that you're dating, who's been inside you, and you've hung out together. I'm like, who's this fucking girl? And he, like, didn't want to talk about it. And he finally, like, you know, we met up and he was like, my mother is undergoing, like, serious chemotherapy, like, cancer treatment at UCLA. And she is staying at my house. And I was such a horrible son to her when my dad was dying. I know I was never home and I wasn't there for her. And this is what I'm doing to give back. I'm letting her stay at my house. I keep my stuff at my friend's house, but I spend most nights with you. So I just kind of give her her space. And because he claimed to have come from so much money, to me, I'm like, my first thought was, oh my God, like I don't want to disturb your mother who's dying. I don't want to go to her house. People can say you're dumb, that seems insane. But like at the time, this is someone that like, you think you might marry. Whose parent is dying. Right. So they say, you know, she's sick and she stays at my and house. This is
0: before you've met her? The mom? I had already met her. You already met the mom. So you already knew she was doing pretty good.
2: No, I thought I don't you know, cancer has many faces. You can put on right. a brave face and leave right. the house okay. for a half
0: hour. Good point, yeah.
2: Um and so I was just like, Okay, and I was like, but I need to know where you live. Like it's weird. And so he gave me the address. And it was about a week later that I was just like, things were just kind of not adding up, so I drove to that address.
0: The second address mm-hmm. and how, what was that it was NK just a lot? house that wasn't it was just a house wasn't his
2: It was like an old person house. There was like a sign on the door that said beware of Pomeranian I was like he doesn't have a Pomeranian like oh. it was just not so he just lied. I didn't call him that night I think I flew I was playing like the Tempe improv. This was several years ago and i I think I just sent him a text and I was like you're a fucking liar. I know you didn't go to Yale I know you've li- I, I'm not I don't I'm not gonna be like hey, baby, can we meet up? I was like you're a fucking liar and he just wrote back, I am. <gasps> and everything I've said to you from the day I met you was a lie. Wow. And I didn't realize that I would fall in love with you. Oh boy. And I every day I was worried about how I'd get out <laughs> from under it. So I believe that he loved me. I believe that he like was like, Oh shit, what do I do? Right. And there were so many other small things. Um and then Yeah. And then I knew the roommates or I think we like connected on Facebook, so I went over this is weeks later. Because I wanted some closure without talking to him, right? And they're all just talking about it. And some of his, these friends were there. They're like, "I've never liked that guy." I think, I think they said we met him on Craigslist, but I don't remember. Like these weren't like intimate friends. He's all this money in debt, which is where my story differs a so lot. So the
0: roommate that you met barely it was a roommate, knew it, but just a roommate. It like, yeah, wasn't n- even his friend.
2: Right. There was two of them, and then they. So it was like their friends were there. Correct. And they didn't like him either. It was like a a tangential friend was like, I never liked the guy for what it's worth. Uh. And a lot of these stories, it's like the guy weasels his way in and finds a way to attach himself financially. In my story, he never asked me for any money. Like there was no, I think he just wanted to feel accepted by a woman. It's not, there was nothing, it differs from stories in that way. And I said, wow, you know, this is so, I'm trying to wrap my mind around this in real time. Because this is someone that I thought I was going to be. Like, this is someone I've known for a year. Right. We we've met each other's families. He's had dinner with my dad. Like, and I said, I guess I just I feel bad that his mom is dying. And the friend looked at me and went, "What are you talking about? His mom doesn't have cancer." (sighs) And so I just remember going home, and just collapsing. I slept for like fifteen hours because it was like blunt force trauma (sighs) to your heart, and you're you're just like, how do you? pick that up like how do you piece that together Did
0: you ever see him in person after that
2: No we met up once before I knew about the cancer thing and he was like yeah I'm starting a new company and I'm doing all like I I think I don't remember the conversation because I hadn't fully wrapped my mind around the extent right. of it all Right And uh that happened and yeah I I just kind of like took a step back whatever we never talked again
0: and uh con artists is so interesting there really are oh wait
2: i remember the last part of it oh okay i remember thinking like okay i met the mom she doesn't have cancer she's got someone's got to tell her that her son is doing this like there has to be some sort of either she's like knows he's a bad seed and like helps with it or like she has no idea And like you should know as a parent right My best friend, who I'm visiting after your podcast today, her mom is, like, bff with, like, a personal, a private investigator. So we got the mom's number. And I had my best friend call. I was like, I don't want to talk to this lady. And I had her call just say, hey, I just want to let you know. Like, your son, Dennis, like, here's what he does and here's what he did. And you should know just for his own mental health. And just, you know. And I was like, also gauge if she, like, is in on it or whatever. And the woman said, well you know, Eliza's a failed actress with a drug problem and Dennis always tries to be kind to women and I think he's been trying to let her down gently. And I was like, ugh, he got to her, we're done. Like shut it down from this whole gross family.
0: Eliza's a failed actress with a drug problem. So he went to his mom and concocted a whole storyline about you. Uh
2: Uh-huh. Wow. Which I think she, I have to believe a mother knows deep down there's something wrong with her kid.
0: Did you ever um, listen to uh, there's an amazing podcast on Elizabeth Holmes? Do you know Elizabeth Holmes? Is? I watched the whole show. I've never listened to the podcast. It's the same. Well, it's mm-hmm. similar in that just con artists, like yeah. con con artists, like, like people that like get really far deep into like a crazy sort of situation like that are so fascinating to me.
2: Yeah. like. I he even said he was like I lived every day scared for the next. Like you don't know what's gonna happen. You just keep lying. Although I believe she believed her blood machine worked. Do you? I believe that she was like I just need a little bit more time.
0: But there's all this evidence that she knew it didn't work. Oh okay, I yeah, changed my mind. They, they knew it didn't work.
2: What um, I know is that I can't wear a black turtleneck without people saying it was the Holmes, and like it's a chic look.
0: Did they do a movie about her, or did they do? Uh, was it a documentary? I think it was a documentary. I just listened to the podcast, it's called The Dropout, is that what it's called? I don't know. Was it called The Dropout? I think it, it I, I think, is it a Wandry podcast? They, oh, that's my podcast network, I should know that. They do so many good ones. Thank you. God, they do so many good ones. Yeah. They do. That, yeah, it is would, that but Done by Apple Podcasts. Oh, it's okay, Apple. Wow. Okay. Uh, I, uh, wait. Wandry did the Aaron Hernandez one, right? ABC News. ABC News. The football player? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah that's another one that's fucking crazy yeah but that that lady like her story is so fascinating to me because she had a fake voice oh this one did you talk like this she would be taken seriously in business yeah Yeah. she would she would talk fake like she had a fake deep voice i
2: actually am all for that (laughs) the kardashians talk up here even though like chloe's six seven no one that tall has a high voice Ah. everybody fakes this like hot girl voice so why not be taken seriously and take mm. it to the mat?
0: Mm, with a black turtleneck. Black turtleneck, me and you, Rogan. It worked for a while. She was worth at one point in time before they busted her, like she was the most, she was the most wealthy self-made woman ever. Wow. Yeah, because she was worth like nine billion dollars or some crazy shit like that. That's so crazy. Yeah, and now she's worth zero. Probably not zero. Oh yeah, she's in debt. She's worth less than zero. Okay. She's she's worth minus hundreds of millions. What's her day to day? Not good. I mean, she's wondering whether or not they're going to put her in jail for the rest of her life. Oh,
2: that's still happening. It's still on trial. Okay. Well,
0: she's she's pregnant. She got pregnant, and like that's part. I followed it because. I was so fascinated by it from a bunch of different perspectives. One, the perspective of all these people that took that test, this rapid blood test to yeah. make sure they didn't have diseases. There's a lot of people that took that and they made their decisions based on the results <sighs> of that test. So how many of them actually had cancer and go, You should treatment? go to jail immediately. It's not good. Right. No. It's not good. And they knew. They knew these fucking things didn't work. That's the... the conspiracy of just when you like a whole company knows
2: something whether it's chemicals in your water or drugs or how efficacious a a treatment is when you know it isn't and you still do this to people yeah who are trusting you it's heavy it's heavy it's dark and i believe absolute power corrupts absolutely and it's really no different than someone who you know takes advantage sexually of their employees or people that you know things like that like when no one's telling you no and you can you stand to gain a lot from it,
0: yeah. But there's just so, there's so many wild stories of con artists that get pretty deep.
2: They all get of American pretty greed deep into
0: business. I gotta watch yeah. it. On, What's American greed?
2: It's like on MSNBC. I watch it on the road. It's a show that profiles con artists. Con artists like people who do big like multi million dollar pyramid schemes, all having to do with like sp- business and like stocks and, mm-hmm. and inter- enterprise it's not it's never about love it's always about the finance side of it. Yeah. And it's always total maniacs who are just able to lie and
0: what is it? steal from Peter to pay Paul. The Bernie Madoff one is another one. That's another one that's just fucking wild cuz he got some really wealthy people. That's... Some smart people. Like he got Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah, he got a lot of like super wealthy people.
2: When that happened, just as a Jew, we were all just like Fuck! <laughs> like when you are of a minority and one of your minority does the thing that people already think you do, and the rest of you don't, like you're just we turn our backs on you. You're just like no.
0: That's <sighs> hilarious because this a, guy I'm Italian. So when someone gets arrested for being in the mob or doing something stupid, I think it's funny. Sure, it's less precious. Busted. Oh, it's way less precious. Yeah,
2: it's uh there's more of you and the stakes aren't as high. But yeah, it's always that thing where you're like, don't prove. The stereotype.
0: Yeah. Ari and I always have the funniest conversations about Italians because it's like the one minority that I can absolutely mock because sure. I'm one of them, you know, and Ari calls them garbage people. It's like, they're the worst of the whites. The worst of the whites are the Italians. He, I don't know. He gets a kick out of it. <laughs> he loves it. He loves making fun of Italians.
2: Italians are, it's kind of like, okay, because there's no, there's no prejudice, like prejudice against Italian in this day and age, but like, it's like the Irish, like it was a thing and now it's not and you're right. okay. So it's really the only type you can make fun of because anything else, it comes off as racist.
0: Yeah, it shows racial stereotype progress. But because... Italians also are like, yes, yeah, so what? That's me. Well, something happened during the Sopranos days. They got all excited about being Italian. and There's a resurgence.
2: Yes, they're big on that. The Irish do that too. Yeah, Getting like an Aaron tattoo on your arm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got one great grandpa who's Irish. Mm. Uh, so yeah. people just want a connection to something.
0: They make good food. Italians can cook the fuck out of some food. That's what they do. Sure. Sure. Yeah.
2: Italian-American food, though, is garbage trash. What are you talking about? When you go to Italy and you see, like, how they've mastered it, and then they come here, they're like, yeah, it's a quart of sugar and a bunch of baked noodles, and it's hide a hot buffet at a Sabaro.
0: You are exaggerating and stereotyping to a great degree, and I will not tolerate it. There's some amazing- No, it's very funny. There's some am- <laughs> it's amazing it's Italian food in the East Coast. I'm talking about That's Italian- american food.
2: Sure, it's tasty, but it's, it's a far cry from actual Italian it's food. It's different.
0: You far- know, if you go to Italy, the portions are smaller, there's a lot of fish- it, a lot everything's of pasta fresh. With white sauce. Yeah. Is everything's fresh. The everything's best ham sandwich I ever had in my life was at a gas station in Italy. Really?
2: Everything here, you know, of course you can buy nice things, but like we have so many people, everything's so mass produced, and they don't have it like that in other countries. Like you go to Europe, mm. food is out. You go to Italy for like Chiquette or like Spain for tapas, like they're just sitting on the bar. Everything in the US is like behind a cold case, locked under a plastic glove like we're so afraid of being sued and our health codes are so specific because Mm. of that you go to other countries food's just out like that cow is just out people are eating it and they're fine
0: Mm. you know what i'm talking about i do kind of know what you're talking about you know they just don't they didn't get so into preservatives over there right and they they didn't genetically modify their wheat There's a lot of differences in the way. Their steak tastes very different. You have a steak over in Europe. It tastes Mm. very different. Their chocolate's
2: different. They think ours is gross. Yeah. So, but we also, I do believe there's a huge connection between the litigious nature of people, how you can sue for anything here. Mm -hmm. Oh, that made me sick. Oh, I ate that. You know, and so people, like health code is there. Like my husband was telling me there's some like crazy temperature food needs to be kept at that doesn't make it for better tasting food, but... It makes sure there's there's no way you can get sick. So it doesn't always yield the taste of your product, but your company will be safe.
0: Right. And when you're a chef, that's got to be maddening. Yes. Because you really want to make sure that everything is just done to have the most enjoyable experience right. consuming and eating it. He
2: says something like um like a lot of like ethnic restaurants will get like a B, and it's not because they're not clean. It's because of like the temperature that they're keeping certain foods at to serve it the right way. But it's not that they're dirty. It's just like, for those standards, it's just not right. How weird is
0: dry aging? That's one of the weirdest ones. I'm when not a fan. Go to places and the food is just covered in mold. And I've like, never, I've never been it. a
2: fan of that taste.
0: Oh, really? Of dry aged. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, APL, you, mm-hmm. know that, you know that steakhouse? Sure. Adam Perry Lang's place? Mm-hmm. He served me once a one-year dry aged steak. One year. And it was very interesting. It's like, he goes, you don't eat a whole steak of this. He goes, you eat like small, a small amount of it. And that's you take what you small want. bites. That's what you want in a steak, small, well, small baby bites. it's just very different. It's not normal steak. It's like this weird nutty flavor. Hmm. It's very strange. It's not what I like though.
2: Yeah, you didn't say it was good. You just no, said strange, which is not what we want.
0: It was good. Don't get me wrong, okay. but it's not my favorite. It's not like, like salmon is good. I think salmon tastes delicious but if there's salmon right next to a tomahawk ribeye on the menu, I always get the ribeye. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not really interested in fish that much. Okay. It's not as good, it just doesn't taste as good. And this was like that, like was it good? Yeah, it was good. It was delicious, but, but it wasn't as good as like a regular it's
2: steak. It's not as satisfying.
0: Yeah, right. like a regular dry aged steak is really good. But when you go that deep, it has this weird flavor to it. It's like you can taste the, it's kind of rotten right you know i mean that's what it is that uh that it's... restaurant
2: noma does a lot of that like exper- that? that restaurant noma where's that um i think it's in denmark oh okay but i i could get that wrong i want things in denmark noma. They, they do a lot of like you know work with mold and a lot of experimentation and i do think that there's something so beautiful about like Working eating something that you've done something unique to it's not meant to be American consumed like biggie size with fries like some Mm -hmm. bites should be delicate and small and unique and Why can't we eat more things and why can't we play with sustainability and things like that? We have such a small menu of what's acceptable, especially in the United States Um, And especially in terms of sustainability. There's so much more like cuttlefish, which is weirdly in my movie, but like that's really sustainable squid Cuttlefish I, is sustainable, mm-hmm. really. I won't eat octopus because they're too smart. I think
0: we talked about. So are about cuttlefish. It.
2: Well, I
0: don't eat cuttlefish either. <laughs> I'm just saying,
2: these are uni is is sustainable. There's all you kind of. You won't eat
0: octopus because they're smart. I can't. I've held one. Yeah. And uh, I just can't do it. What about what about pork? Do you eat pork?
2: I'm not. A, I, I don't seek it out if there's. It's not my favorite thing, but I don't. I'm not angry. They're, pre- about they're it.
0: pretty fucking smart too. I'm not a big pork person. I don't know. Mm. But uh, don't, uh, octopus are brilliant.
2: They're brilliant, and they're yeah. not of this world. Probably not. There's no—I just—you live on an island in Greece. That's your main thing. I get it, but I don't need to eat an octopus. Okay. I'm a, I eat, we eat, like, a lot of lentils in our house. We. Eat, my husband lentils. opened this huge barbecue restaurant in L.A. He opened Bloodsos Barbecue, and they, you know, smoke whole animals and chop mm-hmm. them up. But in our house, it's all very, like, we grow our own lettuce, and I, I eat tiny things. Lentils. A lot of lentils. They're very good for you. Really? Beans. We're very specific about beans. We try to-
0: You grow your own lentils?
2: No. grow Growing <laughs> lettuce. And by our, I mean he does this. <laughs> and I wander into the kitchen shirtless. And you eat it. And I, I'll eat deli turkey out of a bag over the garbage. I'm a savage. And I've been civilized by being married to a chef.
0: That's interesting.
2: I keep an a industrial-sized bag of airheads. What are airheads? They're candy. And I have one in my bag now. I bring, I bring one everywhere. Why airheads? It's Tangy. It's
0: really good.
3: Yeah, red ones. Cherry. You want one? Yeah, Pretty give me one. Okay, I'll
0: give I'm you my last one. I don't think I've ever had one. I'll give
2: you
3: my last one.
0: Your last one. I thought you had an industrial-sized container of them. How of many cavities. did you fucking I only brought some money on the trip? Jesus Christ! You ate them all.
3: Yeah. If you got any fillings, careful.
0: If I have any fillings? Fillings. Oh. It's not that. It's not
1: like that. It's
3: not like a sugar daddy, but it can. Can't.
0: Okay. These are them. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh, you got a red one too. Tiny one. Airheads. I feel like I should have known about these. What I've never know? had these before. Taffy, like, oh, okay. It's like a taffy. Alright, here we go.
2: Total candy. Taste it. Mm. Tarte. Satisfying. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's
0: quite good. It's my favorite candy. Is it your favorite too? By, by far. How yeah. the fuck did oh, I just find out about this? It's
2: just one of these like random candies at seven uh, eleven. You don't think about it, it's just there. Mm. I like it. When I was a kid for like businesses in elementary school, we would make airhead balls and sell them. So, you'd mash up a bunch, you'd ask the kid what flavor they want, and then you'd sell these like thick wads of oh pucks God. of airheads. That sounds so
0: disgusting. 90s. Oh, your finger sweat and all that stuff. Is... Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, it's that's why their kid's doing it, mm. being industrious, running for student council. That was good. Tasty. How much candy do you eat? I eat a lot of candy. Really? I love candy.
0: It's so bad for you.
2: It's so bad for you, but I'm not a huge drinker, I don't really eat garbage food. But I love Sour Patch Kids and Airheads. That's about it. I'm a big, and I eat a lot of fruit.
0: Do you? Very, I'm
2: a tart, sweet person. I don't like chocolate. Fruit's good for you. Fruit's fine. It's not a, it's, I probably eat more candy than the average adult woman, but it's not so much that I have like teeth problems or heart problems or anything.
0: Fruit is something that I indulge in post and pre workout.
2: What kind of fruit? I feel like you're like, you eat an orange or an apple. You're like a regular fruit. I eat
0: orange and apples. Yeah. Yeah. I eat bananas. I I like bananas sure i like to i just have a little bit of sugar before i go crazy is good for muscle recovery well i take a lot of electrolytes i cover that stuff actually with like right. liquid iv things like that yes but um with um fruit it's just a good thing to have pre and post workout i ate you know? a whole
2: watermelon last weekend i fucking love watermelon i fucking took it down Ooh. i took it down it's very exciting
0: i love melons watermelons cold watermelon Psh. It's hard to find something that tastes better on a summer day than a fucking cold watermelon that's ripe and juicy and dark red. Yes. And you bite into it. I even eat the seeds. I don't care. I don't give a fuck about seeds. (laughs) I chew those bitches right down to the bone. Right down. Mm, I don't care about seeds.
2: Yeah. I saw this thing on TikTok, which is dumb. Mustard on watermelon. Everyone's like, it's so good. I tried it. TikTok needs to stop. It's got to stop. It was so dumb. I was like, we've ruined the piece of watermelon. There's no reason to put mustard on it. I understand it at a cookout, it touched something on your plate.
0: And you ate it anyway. Right. It does That's not okay. enhance it. Right. I know a lot of people like to put salt Tasty. on on certain types of fruits. Salt on watermelon is delicious. I've Lime never had wa- that. It's great. Yeah? Lime on watermelon is great. You know what I love? Chili powder on mangoes. Yes. Any of those Mexican fruit cart oh. concoctions? Chili with mangoes is fucking sensational. What's going on here? He's just I showing some idiot, idiot Burt doing. Oh, no, it's Bert. Oh, it was Bert. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I didn't see it. Bert, Bert I didn't see. He's eating a. Muscle. But he gave it to a bunch of people and they said it was really good.
2: It's not good. He look at him. He's like, it's there.
0: What's he saying? Pretty good. Yeah, you gotta try it. No, yeah, it's because Bert.
2: Bert's just trying to be. He's sweet. on a movie set
0: yeah. in Serbia. Right. Yeah, he's That's in the, probably the only food they have. It's here. The
2: only watermelon for yeah. 800 miles.
0: Yeah. They no brought, food over there they they're shipped it for to death him. he's filming a movie in a third world country can I tell you is that a third world country no I read that script
2: I read that script because yeah. I wanted the part of uh, the Russian girl and they ended up going with an actual Russian person so I mm. can't beat
0: that but it's it's a good script oh it's gonna be hilarious it's funny well no Brett's a like, fucking hustler too sure
2: but, like, you sometimes, you, like, another comic's like, I got a script, you're like, oh, God, like, is it missing the third act? And I read this, and I was pleasantly surprised, because the story's funny, but turning it into something real, it was a really good script. And mm. uh, he's making it with Legendary, which is great. And uh, it's one of those things where I missed out on it, but I'm still, like, pumped for the project.
0: And it was a really good I'm script. I'm pumped for Bert. Yeah, Bird is a guy who never stops hustling. He's He's always he's always got three different podcasts going and a bunch of different projects. He has a lot of podcasts. Trying to run two thousand miles this year. Well, that's weird. I don't I don't get that. Trying to not be a fat fuck. He's a really good guy. He's always been sweet. He's a very good guy. He's a very good guy, and he's a a guy that like he might be a crazy drunk, and he likes to party and all that good stuff. And people you you can dismiss him because of that. That dude works hard. He's always working, and he'll he'll party. And then he'll get up at 7 o'clock in the morning and go to work.
2: You don't stay. This is not a fluke. Like people, even like the drinking and whatever. And he's just, it's harmless and he's having fun, whatever. It's part of a persona. But you don't stay relevant without working hard. This is not people propping him up. Right. You know, like he does put in those hours and he does tour. So, and he's a good person.
0: He's also the first guy to figure out how to do drive-in movie shows while we were all like trying to figure out what to do with the pandemic and do shows. He was the first guy. Nope. We did him at the same time. What do you mean untrue? Uh, We did the driving tours at the same time. Literally came up with the idea. He said no. You don't think he did?
2: I don't know. It could have been like independent, but I definitely did. We did them around the same time.
0: Around the same time.
2: I didn't get the idea from him. Okay, but that doesn't take it away from him.
0: Maybe you got the same idea independently after he did it.
2: I don't think it was after. I think he was the first guy.
0: Okay. Okay. He says he was the first guy. Everybody else agrees.
2: That's okay. It's always good to go with what everyone else says. Is it okay? I'll be okay with it.
0: So you both came up with the idea independently. When did you start touring, going on the road? We did that in- Driving uh, movies, shows. September, October. I think he was doing it before. Okay. I think he was doing it in June. Bert invented comedy. I think he did. I cow-towed him. I'd i like to find out. I'd like to find out who did it first. Jamie's on it. I don't know. But I, d- I definitely, uh I do like Bert. Okay. Seems like you don't like him as much now.
2: I hate Bert, <laughs> Bert Kreischer. If you can hear this,
0: now that you guys are competing about the origin story of driving. No, I'm pretty shows. sure
2: Bert oversells, uh, way outsells me. He's killing it right now. He's doing. I mean, he's been gone for like three or four months to the Eastern Block. Mm-hmm. If we can say
0: that. But he's also got a tour going on. Like he, he just yeah. started uh, promoting his new tour. He's a fucking animal. He never stops.
2: I actually am using his. We both use the same um sort of promotional company who helps you like come up with like videos like those kind of things. June.
0: Yeah. He, he was doing it in June.
2: Well that's really unsafe.
0: He was way ahead of you.
2: That was definitely not COVID safe. <laughs> I came out a little bit later.
0: Yeah. So. What is
2: this look you're giving me? So I
0: was right. Yeah, right? but it wasn't like... But you a- said not true, and you said it very, very dismissively. Because you said it not as if true. he
2: like invented it, and he then did. everyone copied
0: him. Well, he did invent it, and then other people did it later. They might have also invented it, so. but Burt Kreischer so not- invented it. I didn't say everyone copied it. Dual invention. What I said was Burt was the first, and okay, it turns right. out I was right by many months. Oh my God. So many dudes have boners right now. Look, did you hear how
2: he fucking rocked this bitch? She said she was right about I one thing know. and he turned out to be right? I'm so fucking hard.
0: Did you really think they think like that? A hundred percent. Wow. Well, it was just the way you said it.
2: Like, I come out on stage at the store like I, when when you used to live there. You can see who the Rogan fans are <laughs> because of the way they look. You can see who the Mark Marin fans are. Because, because themselves. <laughs> of themselves? Because of the way they look. And then I think the rest were for me and then some other people, but like it's a distinct and I, with the end, I, if I, if I had a joke that didn't go well, I'd be like, I know you're like, Oh, where's Rogan? And it would always get a big laugh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so just know I can see your arms.
0: <laughs> you can see their arms. With Rogan. Guys with t-shirts. It's look- Rogan
2: and then it's just regular dudes. But like, and then the Marin fans are like, you know, some of them, a lot of flannel.
0: They're the indie music.
2: They're just, it's just two different vibes. I understand. Yours kind of travel in packs. Packs.
0: <laughs> right here.
2: But they don't re- but but you're very smart and I think people think of like the fans and they think of the bad ones not the good ones because I think of you as so intelligent and I think the kind of guy that fully appreciates you has to be intelligent and capable of analytical thinking. Versus reducing it down to the joke that I'm making,
0: right? But some people don't fully appreciate you, right? They only do, there's certain things they like. Like you're gonna get a spectrum of fans. You're gonna get. I have a lot of dumb fans for sure. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do, and they're very vocal. Well, they'll be in my too. DMs after this. Oh well, don't read those. No. <gasps> you re- you read them? No, no. Oh, I, I I batch erase a lot just because. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Got to save your eye health. Yeah, I don't look at them. You shouldn't even look at them. I don't think it's good for you. I look at some. It,
2: I have a mostly positive experience. Most people do. Most people have a mostly positive experience. You can tell because you don't have to open it. You can like just see it sometimes and you can tell by the first sentence sometimes what that's going to like the energy of that. Mm. You can like there, I've done this long enough that like I can if it's going to be weird, I don't read it. If it's going to be uh, if it's going to be annoying, if it's going to be negative and I just erase and I rarely respond. It's not worth it.
0: Yeah, it's a weird trap. You get stuck in wandering constantly about other people's opinions, especially random people's opinions that you don't even know. But on the other hand, it's good to get feedback. So it's like, it's a, it's a weird I, sort of fucking double-edged sword. It's, uh,
2: I was thinking about that yesterday because there's feedback. There's Okay, There's a there's a difference between opinion and you got a fact wrong. What I'm interested in is being corrected if I'm wrong. Like just now, I was like, all right, (laughs) Bird invented it. Uh, Or I'm interested in someone who isn't like me saying, hey, here's something you didn't know about civil rights or gender issues or the economy, like a genuine fact. What I'm not interested in, a lot of people will, it's this weird thing, under the guise of being a fan, you post something innocuous and they will, in the comments so publicly, do something that's like kind of trying to shame you. Well, be like, and I'm just asking because I'm a fan. I'm like, no, no. If you actually wanted to bring this up, you would have DM'd it. But you did it publicly because you're secretly hoping I will burn in front of you.
0: You are such a Jack Russell terrier. <laughs> you're such a fucking. Argh, argh.
2: You can't. You cannot ignore the matrix of subtext when you see it. Oh, OK. You can't. You know, right, like I it's, get it. You can tell when someone means well and when they actually have an uh, an ulterior motive. Don't you agree?
0: Yes. You certainly can tell when people are being passive aggressive or when they're fucking with you or they're being manipulative. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I just wonder,
2: I noticed that you did this. Why would you do that? Just asking as a fan publicly, Mm. hoping you die. Mm. And so, you know, you give it air, you don't. But it is, it's tough to navigate.
0: How do you deal with that kind of stress? Do you like to, like, if you find yourself under particular amounts of stress, do you meditate do you exercise, like what do you do to sort of mitigate it?
2: Exercise every day
0: because I really enjoy that buzz. Um, what kind of exercise do you like to do?
2: I mean, I I exercise pretty consistently my whole life, you know, and so I will do like a half hour of cardio. Start with a cardio because to get out of the way, and then I will do free weights or I'll do like yoga or like some sort of like Pilates strengthening. You know, we always try to we I always try to do uh, low weight high rep toning the goal is never to like really build muscle
0: and i think it'd be funny if you got jacked i did super jacked like crossfit girl jacked
2: for confirmed kills i did like a lot of upper body yeah and and i look very strong in that i actually think that's a it's a beautiful body type like just shredded girls and i have i'm sure i could get a lot stronger um i think i think i follow a lot of like girls who are like MMA fighters and girls that do just like strength training stuff mm-hmm. and I just think it's a good body to have I, I just I think maybe because I could attain that quicker than I could like being 5'8 and lanky which will never happen mm-hmm. but I think there's such a beauty in, in, in being that strong and thick yeah I don't mind it I don't
0: I, want it I,
2: that's just it's also like it's strong will get you farther in life for sure physically than being like wayfish.
0: Yeah, there's a thing where I think women seem to believe that men like really skinny girls because like girls seem to like very skinny girls or they seem to be jealous of really skinny girls sometimes.
2: Yeah. Oh, it all has to do with fashion. Yeah. So gay guys are modeling women to look like boys because that's what they're attracted to. But also, and there's nothing wrong with that. This is fashion, but also uh, clothes hang better. If you have less curves, mm. that's why models are so tall and thin because the clothes literally just hang. They're not pulling. You don't have to pick your wedgie. Right. And so that is the, like, the high fashion aesthetic because it's more effortless and it, you can wear anything. Mm. Um, and so because of that, curvy women kind of get maligned when
0: in actuality, most women do
2: have those curves and you we should be dressing for that versus
0: killing yourself to not look like that well not only that in actuality most men like curves 100% yeah that's what men like that's why it's so weird because it I think I mean that's not the same with like male models right like male models are kind of ripped yeah They're, they're buff and ripped and they look like what girls like yeah like male models aren't like a completely different thing yeah that like there's, you don't have that sort of like wayfish, skinny male model thing. Some of them. Some of them. But everybody like likes Abercombie a jack dude. Fitch yeah. and Fitch type dudes. Straight
2: dudes love looking at a jack dude because they want to like be friends with him. Gay guys <laughs> love looking at a jack dude. I love looking at a jack dude. Everybody loves jack dude. Yeah. I, I think in terms of like girls being curvy, if girls could just, if you could actually take a step back and realize how incredibly simple the needs of a heterosexual man are, you don't have to chug a beer and like be into his sports like he doesn't care What he wants is just like a cool girl who's got her own thing going on These girls are like I'm a guy's girl. I'm fucking taking this down And I lo-. it's cool if you're into that but like he doesn't want to fuck a dude with tits. He wants a girl mmm like Did do, do you care if your wife can drink as much as you in the moment?
0: No, that'd be a problem.
2: It'd be really gross <laughs> And most guys, the things you hate about your body, like, he didn't even notice. Like, the other day, I took my shirt off, my husband actually went like, boobs, boobs, boobs. And I was like, did that just come out? He's like, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know why I said that. Like, that's what they just want, your body. And however imperfect, he's still with you, regardless of how imperfect you think it is.
0: Okay. You don't think so? No, I think so. So what's what's why are you reserving it? Why are you just looking? What is that? Like what is that tactic? That. <laughs> what is that interview? Is that a tactic?
2: Is just it tactic the, okay. to make the the guest feel like oh fuck? Did I say the no? Word? It's
0: not. It's like okay. I feel I hear what you're saying. It's I, not saying it in a negative way. I've only built like, five okay. Netflix
2: specials off of it, off of just this constant thinking about it. But if girls would just give themselves a break and like he doesn't care, he definitely doesn't care what you're wearing.
0: Well they definitely don't care if you can drink them under the table or no. if you're really into sports they don't care. or if you're really into what they're into. But some girls are like really into things that guys like so that guys will think that they're like easy to hang out with. For sure. Right.
2: And cuz guys want an easy girl, like a non-complex, like low maintenance mentally. It's okay if you got to curl your hair and do your makeup as long as you're cool about it. My husband is always like I wear three things but he's always ready to go. If we're going out, he's sitting in one of his two shirts. <laughs> waiting in the living room no matter what and you're getting dressed i'm and it's not even like i look that great i just got to find everything (laughs) before we leave the house Mm. and it's it's whatever
0: we got to give ourselves a break the weird stereotypes that girls have to uh, more or they think that they have to match the the, like the real skinny stereotype that's what's weird it's like women um have a stereotype where you're not supposed to eat right there's a there's a there's a beauty standard mm-hmm. where you're supposed to be like really thin mm-hmm. girls will like hold back on eating. Yeah. That's kind of fucked. That doesn't even make any sense to me. That's a, that's a really weird one. Like the holding back on eating thing. Well, like girls will hold back on. Like I, I've talked to girls that are going on a date with a guy in like four or five days Right. and they go, I can't eat. I have a date on Saturday. I'm like, Oh my God, it's Wednesday.
2: I think that's, it's also a very young thing to do. And I think mm. it is partly generational. Like, if you grew up in the 90s like I did, regardless, you know, five years here, five years there, you have a degree of body dysmorphia. You just do. Really? Because what was, like, I think I have a great body, but I will always defer to that, like, rail thin, like, oh, that's the idea. Even though I know that's wrong, because that has been inculcated in our minds for so long. In the 90s that happened? Yeah, And if you, and everybody was like, look at like Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton, like even into the 2000s, like that was the look, you know, Mm. Kate Moss earlier. And now because of diversity, girls have like the Kardashians for better or for worse. You have a curvier type of girl.
0: Right. But isn't that even more weird because then it's surgically curvy.
2: That is surgically curvy, but they are emulating in many cases what like an African American woman's body looks like and their bodies have been so maligned for so long. So it's sort of, when it trickles down, it makes it okay that you have thighs. Someone like me, it makes mm. it okay and there's I don't more know acceptance. If I agree
0: with you because it's that fake butt has become a thing. And that fake butt is so obvious. When you have skinny legs sure. and you have that diaper butt, but most women don't I'm saying they're emulating a certain
2: kind of body. Right. Kim Kardashian naturally did have a big butt and then everybody tried to make it bigger and bigger. Most women have larger butts, larger thighs. And I'm saying it trickles down into fashion, so that a girl feels a little bit more okay about that versus like killing yourself to have a thigh gap.
0: Like I know, f- oh, the thigh gap.
2: Even girls as ad- like the thigh gap, right? Because we're told that guys do, but like even as an adult, just in the last couple of years, like I've become more okay with being thicker in certain areas because you're seeing it more in fashion. Mm. Not even on altered women, just women who are more normal looking. Like, just saying, like, hey, the average woman's body is okay. It's a weird thing. You have to really figure out what you're okay with.
0: It is weird, too, because it's like people do imitate what they see. And they try to emulate what they see, whether it's on television sure. or in, on the internet or what have you. And then the other thing that's going on is on the internet, a lot of people are using these weird fucking filters. Well, that's... Changing the size of their waist and yes. changing the size of their butts. and
2: I, It's... I, I literally was talking about this yesterday, how there are girls who get surgery to look like the filter. Mm. So we're all now agreeing on a standard that literally no one looks like and trying to adhere to that, which is even weirder. Because some of those models are that thin, but nobody naturally has a flower crown and a deer nose. (laughs) Mm. And that's scary because it's just everything's about what it looks like online.
0: No. And, and it ends up you get nineteen year old girls getting Botox. Like it's that's weird. That's a weird thing to do. It's a lot of them too. It's not it's not just a few. They're oh. doing it now so that they never have wrinkles. I'm thinking about the DMs. Like,
2: don't shame me and my matching daughter.
0: For we Botox? Got Botox? I'm like, look. Well, it's fucking botulism. You're literally it's it called, is botulism. It's called Botox. It's botulism toxins that you're pumping into your skin because it paralyzes your fucking muscles.
2: Unfortunately. The people who
0: need to hear that do not listen to this podcast. I bet that a lot of them do. And they they go, yep, and I'm going to keep doing it. Because this way I don't have wrinkles, motherfucker.
2: And in a weird way, it's not her fault because there is this expectation that women be eternally young. At a certain age, you almost have to make this choice. Do you want people to know that you're secretly not going to live forever? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to look weird? Ooh. It's a choice that, like, a lot of women all of a sudden, like, Your face isn't old, but it's not... There's like this uncanny valley. You're like, what is that?
0: Yes. You know what it is? Fillers. The fillers. When they get the big cheeks, and you're like, whoa, what are you doing?
2: I have no problem. Like, do I had a nose job when I was 18. Like, fucking do whatever you want, whatever. And I wrestle with, what does a woman owe in terms of revealing that? We demand such transparency. If you're a girl and you love your plastic surgery, right? Do you owe... Saying to everyone like yeah, I had it done. I'm being honest or can you keep that a secret? Well like a nose job? No, like if you're getting like so I have friends that are like I get filler I love it. It's whatever and she looks great and you wouldn't actually be able to tell and then you have friends that like won't admit to it
0: Well, I think if someone asks you you have two choices you either go. It's none of your fucking business or Tell the truth. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but Uh, also you're in a situation where someone's asking you And they might just be doing it to make you uncomfortable like sure. you gotta you gotta find out like you like gotta feel publicly out publicly in the comment section. Yeah, well, I'm talking about people in real life. Sure. Like you gotta feel 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 out what kind of the intention. Yeah, what's the game? What's going on here? Is this a person who is worried about their own skin mm. and looks at you and like, hey, you look really good. Are you doing anything? Like, what are you doing? Like, help a girl out, right? Sure. It could be that, or it could be, are you using filler? And right. And then there's this weird thing where someone wants you to say something so they can judge you, and you're right. like, hey, fuck you, bitch, right? Don't I don't you,
2: disagree. or No, I'll do the Joe thing.
0: What is that? It's me staring at you. Is that what I do? I stare? Staring at you. Is that me? That's your impression of me? No, that was My me. chin goes up when I stare at you. You don't do that. I don't know why I did that.
2: <laughs> but the older I get, the more... I'm just like super laissez-faire, like whatever you want to do. I'm not even waiting. That's up. a healthy
0: perspective. I think the older I get, the more I feel like that too. I don't. don't yeah. I don't want anybody to do anything they don't want to do. As Especially, long as it's not hurting anybody. Who
2: as cares? long as it's not hurting anyone. You have kids, okay. and I'm sure, and I'm sure your wife gets it worse. But just the endless scrutiny. What are you doing with the kid? Are you raising them right? What did you? Mm-hmm. The choices, and it's just like fuck
0: it's less off. here. Sure. Here, it's uh, people are pretty. They're pretty normal. It's like you've entered into a different dimension where like families are like normal families that you see in like tv shows They're, they act normal here it's like the the influence of show business sure. isn't injected into people's lives out here as much as it has in la
2: no and i'm jealous of that i'm jealous that you have that growing up in dallas texas i remember i had a friend and she told me i was going to hell because I was Jewish, which happens a lot. Oh. It happens a lot. Uh, when you're a kid in the South or in Texas, this is not uncommon. <clears throat> Most Jewish kids have something like this. it told me I was going to hell. and we were like six, we were best friends. And my mother called her mother to say, hey, your daughter told my daughter she's going to hell. And the mom said, oh, I'm going to have to talk to her. She's not supposed to start witnessing until she's older. Oh! So there's different types of normal. That's not <laughs> normal, but it is accepted. <laughs> She's, oh, not, she's supposed. not supposed to start witnessing, witnessing
0: until she gets older. Oh my God, that's so funny. Oh, like Welcome like to Texas. Her mom was telling her, sweetie, you are doing the right thing, but you're doing it at the wrong time, and she's oh, not dear. ready for you to witness. Wait till those horns come in, then you let her know. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. She's not supposed to start witnessing yet. Oh, witnessing.
2: Witnessing. That is a very specific type of Baptist. Like, that's its own... Oh. But that's part of growing up in Texas.
0: Oh my God, witnessing is hilarious. What does that mean? Is that like, you have to, what does it mean to witness? Does it mean that you're supposed to declare like God's word when you find something out of alignment? Is that what it is? Sure. The whole thing is insane to me, so sure. Uh,
2: Any version of that
0: is weird. Uh, I follow a lot of like Christian fitness influencers. Is that a thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: What is that, you're getting in shape for Christ?
0: Well, they're Christian and they happen to be fitness people, but it doesn't usually come up until it does. And then every now and then it'll come up and there'll be like a Bible verse that they want to highlight while they're showing you their quads.
2: Oh my
0: God. Yeah. Yeah, and God yeah. gave
2: unto man his only son.
0: Uh uh-huh. us yeah, yeah, look at my fucking quotes. Oh There's a, a lot of like women will do that. They'll stick their ass out, but they'll have some crazy like uh, Alan Watts started. quote. Yes. Yeah. They'll talk about spirituality while they're wearing a thong. Completely belies the intention of the post. Yeah, a little asshole covering string and a little my whole, little cooter Dorito.
2: Well, because, that's so gross. <laughs> I'm not making eye contact with you. <laughs>
0: For so many reasons. <laughs> what is a thong? It's a little Dorito that covers your It is. It is. And a string that goes up your butt. It's the most ridiculous thing a person could wear. It's the best. It's like, I'm not comfortable with just some of my ass showing. I want everything but a string.
2: No, it's so you don't have panty lines. Oh, okay. That's why. I don't, you don't want to see them through your jeans. Got it. I'm wearing a thong right now.
0: Congratulations. For no reason,
2: because these shorts Me are you. huge.
0: What a coincidence. <laughs> you know what? That's your choice. Yep. Thank you.
2: If we allowed women to just be proud of their bodies, they wouldn't have to put up these dumb aphorisms. Don't show me show me your body and be like, I worked hard for this, love it. Versus like to quote Sylvia Plath, stick your fucking ass in an oven. Do you think
0: that's what it is? I yes. think I think it's that some people want other people to think of them in a, a lofty way. They want to think of them like that they're deep and fascinating and mercurial creatures. And so yeah. although they also want to show their ass, they wanna they want something see the shooting star? Mm-hmm. Cool, right? Yeah, it was really cool. Um, they want they want to show their ass, but they also want to peer deep.
2: Well, it's this, maybe they're
0: both. Maybe it, it's true.
2: We don't allow for complexity, so God forbid a woman is attractive but also intelligent. So mm-hmm. we wrestle with that. I think it's become so muddled. We're actually not sure what we're doing. It used to be, I need a way to post this hot picture. I hope someone's looking, but I can't say in the caption I'm doing it. I had a whole bit about this forever ago, which I'll spare you. Um, and now it's become this rote thing where you just take a picture and we don't even know why we're doing it like you just take that picture to be like this is what I look like today hope and it's usually something you do when you're more single like hoping you'll get attention for that um and there's nothing wrong with it because you know getting attention doesn't have to be a bad thing but I do think women feel that they have to say something prophetic or intelligent to or belie the, the intention of the post which is please look at my body
0: right or they'll get stereotyped like you can't right but it looks dumb it you have a roomy quote. It looks complex. Yeah. Quoting it's Gandhi
2: like, with your nipples yeah. out. Like, what are you doing? And it's, yeah.
0: It, but some, it depends on the person too, right? Like some people, that's really them. Like, and you kind of, it's all about whether or not it's authentic. <clears throat> Excuse me. Authentic. If, if you're showing real authenticity, then people sort of resonate with that. It makes sense. But if you're not, if it just seems like you're just trying to bullshit people, that comes across too. I completely agree. But it's a hard sell when you got your tits hanging out and you're talking about Gandhi. It is because it's t- the two have nothing to do Especially with each you're other. Doing this one, where you're like covering your boobs with your hands and you're talking deep. Yeah, I think it
2: is a real. I think it's something that people don't question because they're like, okay, this will offset the intensity of that. But nobody realizes how weird that juxtaposition is.
0: Same with guys, right? If a guy's got like a greasy six pack, right, and you know is pondering his own mortality and his. I talk about this on stage. How
2: all girls, you know, we all post these like positive quotes, feeling better. But it's even weirder when a guy like posts a thing about like a lion doesn't ask permission to run down its prey. I'm like, you work at Cutco (laughs) and you do like a thirty minute workout. (laughs) Like I, I don't need this from you. I don't need my inspiration from you. A lion. I just go
0: for it. I'm like, cool. You work for Sensi. It is funny the, the chest puffing stuff. It is funny. And it's just a normal, natural male pattern behavior. Guys love to do that. And they love to read shit like that and go, fuck yeah, I'm a fuck lion yeah. too, bro.
2: Me too. Yeah. You a Rogan
0: lion? I'm a Rogan lion. <laughs> we run together. We serve Joe. Oh, boy.
2: Oh, boy, they're coming for you.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah, the whole Instagram thing of like being able to project an image... And like to try to like cultivate that, and try to get people to think of you. Of you, like you're trying actively to get people to think about you in a certain way. Yeah, you know, there's a, there's a weird unhealthiness to that when you're aware of how people are gonna like see the picture of you, and you know, like, it's, when you, what do you think about when you see guys using filters? Doesn't that make you sad? I guess I don't think about it to be honest. I see guys using filters, I get sad.
2: Yeah, you're. I guess you're. Key. It is sad. It's sad. You know, if you don't love the way your skin looks, but there's filters and there's filters. There's, like, the filter that comes with the phone, and then there's face-altering filters. Yeah. Um, because you're presenting the best version of yourself, the curated version, which we all do to an extent. You know, you try to be authentic. And, and now I think about, if you don't mind your P's and Q's, like, how vulnerable your profile is to be canceled. You know, if you don't aren't careful about that, like, what's up for grabs is your career. You know, like I took, I took a wheels up, which is like a private plane company. And I took it last night um, to get here in time because there was no way to physically get here without doing like a seven hour red eye kind of thing that would have exhausted me. And there's a lot of other things that go along with that. So I did that. And, you know, part of the deal is you take it and, and you put a post up. And I had this girl that was like endorsing private jets unfollow. And you're like. You don't understand how social media works. You don't understand my schedule. How dare you fucking judge me? Like, it's so easy and you (laughs) want to rip them apart. So all of a sudden, all my solar panels, all my conservation work, all the plastic that I don't use doesn't matter because I did something for my physical health to get me somewhere for a demanding press.
0: Not only that, let's be real. If you offered that bitch a ride on a private jet, she'd take it in a heartbeat.
2: Asshole out, deuces up, filter on. (laughs) But also it's like, attack Mm. a company and their carbon emissions and oil spills. And don't give me the straw man argument of like, if everyone took private jets. Yeah, well, they don't. And I took one. (laughs) Get off my fucking sack. (laughs)
0: you're so feisty it's so hilarious get to watch you get, times. get ramped up for an argument with someone in the comments it's so hilarious i erased it i said nothing <laughs> i was just like you're not gonna get me did you block her too no oh. she was like unfollow and i just
2: said nothing wow. i was like i got a movie coming Unfollowed. out i can't get canceled over unfollow ripping you to
0: pieces She's unfollowing and announcing it so rude. let me know
2: i'm out of here you ruined everything Because you didn't want to take a seven-hour red-eye for a four-hour trip.
0: How dare you fly private?
2: How dare you as a woman do something
0: that benefits you? Did you go to her profile first and snoop around? No. Try to find weakness? No, I was too busy eating (laughs) brie on the private plane.
2: It was so turbulent. I didn't feel well. (laughs) It was a bad choice.
0: (sighs) (sighs) Do you think you're going to see her post again? maybe she'll come back I erased back to it you. I
2: don't know who this person is but
0: maybe you have it in the back of your head
2: she can always come back I didn't block her cuz mm. what happens is they get angry and then they're like but I miss her content of her kissing her dog and they always oh, come
0: back oh they always come back
2: you want to see me do
0: morning sweetness with Tianfu you got to you got to check in with that What profile. about you kissing the dog on a private plane unacceptable I probably she's the dog doesn't fly what if you do a couple of posts of you flying fly coach but why just would to I? balance it out that doesn't work southwest they won't see those. Jammed in? They won't see no.
2: those. I could be holding lepers in a colony and, and draining my bank account, and then the next day I'd use a straw, and they'd be like, how Plastic could you?
0: straw, unfollow. You ruined everything. Unfollow. I heard about a girl who died because she tripped and she had a metal straw, yeah. and the metal straw went through her fucking eyeball and shoulder. Yes. Did you hear about that? Uh-huh. Probably not even real, right? It's probably a- one of those Richard Gear gerbil up the ass rumors that you just hear.
2: I had a babysitter when I was a kid who had a shriveled hand because I don't know it was a lollipop stick or a straw. went through the back of her mouth and like hit a nerve. Whoa. But what is that? What is that? What does that prove? What do we get from that? Don't freak
0: things happen. Don't trip with a lollipop. Don't trip. Yeah. Don't be sucking on lollipops. Well, metal straws are kind of crazy because you really can kill somebody with a metal straw. You can kill
2: someone with anything.
3: Yeah. The story is real, but <clears throat> it adds in the same paragraph explains how she died, that she had scoliosis and Oh.
2: fell a lot oh shit you don't die of scoliosis though
3: no no, no but she fell a lot the she fall. fell a lot
2: anyway and she happened to have the yeah. straw
3: yeah
2: Oof. well no one's advocating for getting rid of metal straws i think we have too many
0: quite frankly too many metal straws
2: people don't understand sustainability the idea is that you have the one thing you reuse it not you buy a ton of these instead that's what happens like reusable water bottles we should be issued five in a lifetime <laughs> And instead every bo- like that's the new thing is oh it's an reusable bottle I'm like this doesn't count if you're not reusing it. I'm just mm. amassing branded water bottles now.
0: Yeah. Everybody has tumblers. They'll hand you tumblers, those like Yeti tumblers with their logos on it and shit.
2: I love Yeti. So, okay, but tumblers for this one's for your wine, this one's for your coffee. I'm like why do we have to take our liquids with us everywhere? When did we get this thirsty?
0: That's an interesting question. As when a do people nation. Start, you know I, what I love when fitness influencers carry those large the jugs of ones. water everywhere and look you know like they yeah. drink so much water. I have a full gallon that I bring with me everywhere I go.
2: Working it down every day.
0: That's a weird flex.
2: It's a weird flex because you're spending so much of your time in the toilet.
0: Yeah, you got to pee four or five times a day. Yeah. And you know, they say that's not even really necessary to drink that much water. You really should just drink water when you're thirsty. You should be hydrated. But you're really not supposed to drink water all day long like that. I don't know if there's a real benefit to it. Maybe it's debatable.
2: It's definitely debatable. But also, what about doing things so they feel good? Drink water till you're full. Don't force it. You'll never be hydrated enough that it's enough for some people. Like, you're never going to get younger because you drank eight gallons of water. You're going to die. So just drink when you're, what? You could could drown yourself if you drink too much water. You can. Yeah. See, do the look again.
0: You like, can. I know. What's the look? You gave me a look like, I don't know. You're so sensitive today. I don't know what happened. Maybe it's that private jet.
2: <laughs> I
0: just, now when people look me in the eye. <laughs> what? I look you in the eye all the time. No, I know what I'm saying. Google no, jet.
2: okay. <laughs> regular people look me in the eye. There's one jet I had to get here.
0: <clears throat> Listen, that lady needs to relax. She would take that jet with you. I guarantee you. In a heartbeat. Fuck Yeah. Most of mm-hmm. the things that people get mad at for those kind of things is just because they can't afford it. And so they find a reason to mock it or shame it.
2: Well, you must you must know that on a specific level. Just because of the success you've had and more recently that, you know, with Spotify and everything. I mean, you you must field your fair share of that.
0: I'm sure if I looked. All
2: right. Well, yeah. you, I mean, you're a perceptive, a perceptive person. You're a comic, you know.
0: I'm must... a, a harsh critic of myself, mm. so I don't really need other people's criticism. I'm I'm all over myself. so
2: No, no one needs it. I just mean
0: I'm you sure must be aware there. of it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. sure. Well, I know how I would make fun of me. Sure. You know? And I definitely, if I was like one of those eco-conscious people, I might mean, have like fucking 10 muscle cars. I'd make fun of those. You can offset I'd that by saying you
2: kill your own meat. i do that. And that's something that's hard to do. It's not
0: easy. So, yeah. you know,
2: that, that, to me, that's really walk. I don't want to do that, but that is walking the walk versus buying processed meat or something. And everybody does what they can.
0: There's a lot of that out here. So many people hunt out here. It's crazy. It's a lot of people hunt. So many people hunt. I mean, I, I run into, like, it's almost like half the men I meet out here hunt. They want to either ta- tell you about a place or take you to a place or guns are of a place. Oh, my God. When everybody was, has guns out here.
2: When I was growing up, my best friend, her parents, would do... I don't even know the terms for this, but they would on weekends, we go on Sundays in the suburban and we would go to like a field and they would dress up in period costumes like turn of the century at the time the going into the 20th century from the 19th century, like Western period costumes. And they would have timed shooting events and they'd all have cowboy names like a boy named Sue and like all these <laughs> names or like Comanche, like depending on your what heritage and you'd all be dressed up. And they'd have these, like, Winchester rifles, like these antique guns, and they would have time shooting events, and we would watch. Wow. This is what I did for many weekends <laughs> of my
0: youth. <laughs> is this, this is the type of guys you were dating that were doing this kind of thing too? No,
2: that, no, that's not something I looked for. It was something I also didn't think was odd until, you know, you get a little bit farther in life. You're like, oh, most parents don't do that. My yeah. parents didn't.
0: That's so funny. The, the, anytime people are reenacting shit, like reenacting the civil war yeah, battles or reenacting cowboys and indians and
2: Yeah, what do you what if you're the one that dies? You're just laying there all day?
0: Well, how do you reenact cowboys and indians? You'd have to have the Indians shoot at you with like <sighs> arrows with rubber tips. Do how they do that? Or I
2: thought it was always civil war.
0: I wonder. I don't know.
2: I don't Cuz this wasn't reenactment as much as just playing the part and then having a timed event mm. and you could win like old bullets and old coins. Old bullets. <laughs> It was never like my thing. <laughs> muskets and shit. They had everything. Oh,
0: that's so this weird. This was more like
2: later than muskets. So this was like the guns were from like the okay. early 1900s, late 1800s. So they had
0: cartridges and shit.
2: I, I got to be honest. I never looked that close because it was just so – my parents are New York Jews. Right. I was just going with my best friend. It was very much her parents. Very Texan.
0: That's so Texas. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a weird thing. Though. I never even heard of anybody out here doing that. I don't think you're meant to hear about it. No? I think it's like, it's a, like a skull and bones type thing? <laughs> yeah. People keep it on the sneak tip?
2: I don't know. Maybe no one does it. I don't know. Maybe it's a Dallas thing. I don't know.
0: The Civil War thing is very weird. Because that has all these like weird racial undertones to it. Like, are you the trying Civil to win? The Civil War? No. The reenactment. I'm kidding. I'm like, are you, gonna, are you trying to win? Like, what are you trying to do? If you're playing for the South? Yeah.
2: Who's vo- who's like I gotta like I want to be the one that loses,
0: right? They're probably oh.
2: Here's yeah. here's the thing. Hey, I'm leaving my house. I know it's hot outside. I'm gonna put on this crusty gray uniform. I'm gonna go lay in a field for six hours and scream union. Like what are you gonna do?
0: God, it's just such a weird fucking thing to want to get into. I mean, how far back do people take it? I mean, do people pretend to be cavemen? Do they make their own flint arrows? I think some people just naturally are.
2: I don't know. I think uh, I think all types of battle. I mean, you got a what is it? 12th century samurai. I think people are just fascinated by, by bygone battles, Celtic warriors, Vikings, things like that.
0: I'm fascinated by history for sure, but not fascinated enough to dress up like I and pretend. It's weird. That's why I draw the line. Yeah. It's Larping. <clears throat> what is this, Jamie? It's the Alamo reenactment they do every year. Oh Christ! <laughs> Look at these fucking dorks. Oh my god, <laughs> we gotta go, dude! <laughs> is that the Alamo? Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's, it's very small. Yeah, yeah. Wow, where is it? San Antonio. San Antonio. Oh, that's real close. Mm-hmm. That's like it's an a, hour away. It's from literally here.
2: an hour away from here.
0: Field trip. Wow, we it is make in a the middle trip. of a town
2: square. It's next, to, like it's it's tiny.
0: And they reenact it, so I, they reenact the battle. I, I mean, I just saw some
3: quick Come video on. of, like, cannons and- Oh,
0: Jesus Christ. They're actually going to light that cannon? Go back oh, there. Yeah, yeah, I want yeah. to see them light that fucking yeah. cannon. Oh, That's go. so ridiculous. Hear he, hear ye! Give me some volume. Let me hear these dorks. Yeah, let's hear this. Go back a little.
2: That's so tiny!
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> There's no volume. I don't think it's just music
0: playing. Doesn't he say stupid shit before it? Yeah. Probably just sort of. fire in the hole. Yeah. Fucking weird thing to be into. but That's what it was like back then if you shot a cannon. That's what it sounded like. The slowest battle. You'll probably dodge those balls. Probably see them coming. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's brutal, bloody, like, don't shoot till you see the whites of
2: their eyes kind of thing. Like, reloading a musket three feet from someone. Like, can you just stand there so I can get a shot? Well,
0: that's why the Indians fucked them up. Especially the Comanches, because they could fire multiple arrows because they had to get off their horses to mm-hmm. shoot rifles mm-hmm. back in the days. They would literally get off their horses yeah. and stop and aim, and the Comanches would shoot from the horses. Sure. Rapid fire. Yeah. yeah. They would hold like five hours in their fingers and just shoot one, shoot another, shoot another, yeah. shoot another. That's the true hand-to-hand. Yeah. Yeah. They don't reenact those those battles.
2: Nobody wants to address just getting like walloped.
3: I got by them. There, there's. It says this is an Ohio thing, so I know you guys definitely don't know about this. But there, when you're talking about the Indian thing, I was looking. They don't do this in this show. It's a play. They do in Ohio called Tecumseh. It's a. It's about Tecumseh from the 1700s, but it is literally like a battle between Indians and white people, and they do the full thing, act like people are dying, really? capture people. It's a play cool. though, so it's
2: that's cool. That's different. It's good, yeah,
3: it's slightly a play different, is different but,
2: than a
0: reenactment. It's still pretty dorky. He's fucking dorks. (laughs) But also, it's still a little dorky. (laughs) Wearing fucking deer skins and shit and running around pretending to tomahawk people. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Look, Look, he's dead. Oh my God, each summer we should go. (laughs) We should go and get... Obliterated high, just get so high that you you can't walk and just sit there. A lot of the tickets are for senior citizens. Of course they are. Who the fuck else is gonna go? (laughs) People are like, we could have won that battle, (sighs) and we would own this ground. He's like, I was there. I was there. I had my musket loaded. I like that voice. Misfired. Misfired. Then the wife is mad. You keep, you keep bringing that up. Stop telling that story. Stop telling the story of how we met. Back in the old Indian fighting days, yeah, reenactments are fucking strange. It's just strange it's strange to dwell in the past, right? like that's part of the weirdness of it.
2: Yeah, it's one thing to because I, I guess it's like a you put them in the same category as the guys that work like in a historical town and you dress up as Ben Franklin and you give mm. the talk, you know but that's about imparting some real knowledge versus just playing playing battle, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I was in St. Augustine, Florida recently. America's oldest city. And they Is have like really? that vibe. huh. That's the oldest city? Yeah. St. Augustine, Florida. What's it like? Kind of Spanish, kinda old. Cute? Cute. Cute's the main word I used. And I went to a coffee shop that used to be a blacksmith shop in the seventeen hundreds. It was mm. cute. It's cool. It's got that real like Spanish sort of war vibe. Like a lot of crumbled brick walls and a lot of it's Florida, so it's just it's a different vibe than anything up north. If you could go up back Forks. in
0: a time to any era and just visit for a little bit, where would you go?
2: Probably like 5 years ago and just make some different
0: choices about the clubs
2: <laughs> I played. <laughs> <laughs> just pick a different.
0: <laughs> you you <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> want to go to like watch Ben Franklin get electrocuted. Mm. You'd you'd
2: Am I just seeing like a specific moment or is it just like
0: Like if I give you a week, you could spend a week and you knew you'd be safe?
2: Okay, I just think the 60s were a really formative time for this country. And I think getting like hopping around just to uh, the vibe and just all the unrest and the change and really coming out of losing our innocence as a nation and sort of catapulting us into what would become the country. I think the 60s were really fascinating.
0: I bet a lot of people in the future are going to say that about the 20s what's happening right now 20s would be cool oh I mean, 20, these 20s 2020s oh, man. i think people are going to be talking about all the changes happening right here th- right now in yeah. the future they're going to be saying it's one of the most tumultuous periods i think in the history of the country we'll
2: look back and it'll be scary i'll be like yeah i don't know everybody was afraid of getting canceled people were eating each other <laughs> nobody was listening to science like it's a really even as it's happening i'm like we are coming across like fucking idiots Like
0: animals. Well, we're unhinged in a lot of ways. And we're not anchored down by a real leader. You know, we don't really have a real leader in this country anymore. I mean, you could say Joe Biden is the president. He's our leader. And you'd, you'd be correct on paper. But, I mean, everybody knows he's out of his mind. He's just, he's barely hanging in there. I
2: just think we've dealt with, you know, you have political unrest coming out of Donald Trump. You have this pandemic. There's just so much, you have so much... Fake news, opinions, every, there's so many outlets. Like it's, It is maddening, regardless yeah. of how you believe. And you can't get a straight answer. You can't even substantiate your own facts with the right facts because it's hard to drill down those facts. Everybody that agrees with you sort of does in theory, but is it always in practice? And it is hard to find solid ground. Mm-hmm. And so it's scary just how angry the mob is and how... You know, if you look at like cancel culture, I don't even think people want an apology. In many cases, they just want to see someone burn.
0: They definitely do. It's
2: like the middle. It's like the medieval. The medieval times. It's like medieval times. It's like the Middle Ages. It's well, a dark period. A, there's a
0: disconnect between other people, right? That's happening when you're attacking someone online. They're not near you. You're not talking to them. They're not a human. They are the other, and you can attack them in that way. Mm-hmm. And if they get taken mm-hmm. down, they lose their job. People like it. Because they like it's, it. It's like you scored a point. You're playing a video game. You killed a bad guy. You feel, because people feel
2: so helpless. You know, I always think about that short story that we all had to read, The Lottery, where this town just like randomly would draw straws to see who would get stoned to death. Really? And the woman is, this is a famous short story, the woman who was like the biggest proponent of this in the end is the one that gets stoned. And of course, you know, it's like, and then they were upon her. But I think about that a lot. How? When, When did this happen? The Lottery? Yeah. I don't know
0: what year it was written. But it's real? Is it a real story? A true story or no, is it fiction? I don't think a it's fiction? a true story. I think it's oh, fiction, okay. which is
2: even this. better because somebody at the time was like, you know, we we want this justice. It's not even justice when the punishment outweighs the crime, but we so just want to see someone get devoured. If somebody genuinely offends me, there are apologies where you're like, OK, they meant that they fucked up. But for the most part, you're like, fuck that person. Even if they apologize, you're like, yeah, I still seek. I know that they still secretly are anti-Semitic or racist or whatever, you know. Mm. And we do look at that snippet of a person. They did a thing, and you're like, burn it all to the ground. Mm. There's no room for nuance. We do love, like, a public hanging. We have not come that far.
0: Yeah, it's definitely still a part of what it means to be a person. You know, especially if you don't know the person, you know? Especially
2: if they're famous, Mm. or good-looking, or rich. Yeah, yeah. It's even more delicious. Yes. Or someone who's, like, wronged you, or you feel... There's no accounting for substance or character it's just they upset me so they got to go
0: yeah there's very few people in this day and age that are interested in empathy 100 that's a that's a real problem or at least publicly interested in empathy where they're promoting it you know it's not it's not something that we value as much as you know it we value it in our personal lives it's very important in your personal lives to be empathetic about family members and friends but When it comes to like public figures nobody gives a shit about empathy
2: well also if you're the one that empathizes and you publicly come out i come out to defend my friend that angry it's almost like zombies like they hear you breathing and they're like "Eh?" and then they turn to let's dig you up right and so it's you have to really decide what hills you want to die on some are important and some it's just like sorry buddy they're going to eat you
0: yeah well sometimes you're not going to fix anything anyway you just just stay the fuck out of the way completely i say that to them too when they're being attacked I might just stay offline.
2: Just literally, if people could just chill for 48 hours, the the mob will find someone else.
0: Unless you killed someone. Right. The news cycle's so quick. That's what's weird. News. Things. Yeah, whatever it is. The public opinion cycle where things hit a fever point. They boil over and then a new thing happens and that boils over. But
2: meanwhile, that person's life is left. They're decimated. Mm. Everything's wrecked. All for what? To appease a company so they can say they fired someone or they can say, and now what? Now that person's ruined Mm -hmm. and you've moved on and we don't remember the headline.
0: That's often the case.
2: Some people deserve it, but for the most part, the punishments often outweigh the crimes and it's just insane.
0: Yeah, often. It's a a strange time because we have this ability with social media that never existed before where any person could just sort of lash out, Mm -hmm. you
2: know? The the most helpless ones are usually the loudest ones. And then all of a sudden they have a voice and all of a sudden you're making amends for someone you've never met who you have no intention of hurting, but they are only aiming to rip you apart and everything that you built.
0: Well, it's so, it's so interesting when you see someone like, a, like that Christy Teigen situation.
2: Christy Teigen, dad.
0: Is that her name is? Like that Chrissy? Christy Teigen. What was her name? Christy Chrissy Teigen. Christy but I was reading some that of the was- things that she said. I'm like, people say that to people all the time. But the fact that she's doing it as a famous person, telling someone to kill themselves or hope you die or I hope you're canceled forever, whatever the fuck she said. People I guess are so mad.
2: People are so mad. But I also think with someone like her, people really wanted a reason because she's good looking and she's wealthy, you know, So and that could have been anyone. People want that reason. Um...
0: They also want to fu- They want to secretly know that celebrities are actually shitty people. Some yeah. people like that because they think that to, to in order to become famous or to make it, you have to be a piece of shit. Well, let he was without sin, cast the first stone. Mm. These people who are always like... You should put that on an uh, Instagram post sticking your ass out.
2: I'd put my butthole out and be like, <laughs> do you have sin? Don't cast this stone. But everybody, you know, like, I can't believe you did that. I, it's just like, you're going to have a hard time believing in anything if you are disappointed every time you find out somebody did something you disagree with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we all fuck up. We all say terrible things. The question is not about not doing them. It's about making sure that, that, you don't, that you're don't you not
0: caught. <laughs> <laughs> I say horrible things all
2: the time. I'm not going to put it in writing.
0: Yeah. Well, especially as a comic some of the shit that we've said to each other in the back room just to try to get a rise out of another comedian makes laugh
2: a sacred thing and i actually believe you're in your audience look we have to look at intention and you have to enter into this, this is a tacit agreement between me and my audience you're gonna get offended at what i'm saying so you get upset i'm like well would you feel better if i said that joke 45 minutes in so i made fun of everybody else first you know like it's the pendulum swings both ways. And so people get offended because you hurt their feelings on that one thing. I'm like, but you were fine when I was making fun of myself and other people. Yeah. It's just when it came for you, you couldn't separate the two. And there's no malintent. I don't want to hurt anybody.
0: So people, people just love being offended, though. They do. They do. They get excited about a moment that they can be outraged. Mm-hmm. A moment where they could find just a, a real clear green light. They're allowed to hit the gas. Yeah. And go crazy.
2: And feel valid and seen. Yeah. Look what she did. Yeah. I'm the one to feel lead this seen. charge. I feel seen.
0: Yeah. The power. Yeah. Oh, the monkey paw. Very exciting. It's exciting stuff. Well, it's definitely an exciting time to be a stand-up. Ari Shafir said it best. He said, stand-up is dangerous again. Oh. It was a great time for stand-up.
2: It's dangerous. I don't feel, da- it doesn't feel dangerous to me. Because I believe if you're speaking... With purpose and intention, and you're backing up genuinely funny jokes with intelligence, it's irrefutable. Yeah. My goal is never to hurt someone. I don't just wield that. I'm, I'm not, it's never
0: for shock value. For sure. But it is a weird time where someone can take your jokes out of context and print them and then. It loses all of what you were trying to do. It loses all of its intent.
2: Sure. I don't think stuff like that carries much weight simply because it's like the second way. Granted, people will look at that. They won't look at the context, but it's kind of like, yeah, but when you look at the source material, it goes away. Like it doesn't have legs. Yeah. And, you know, there is, there's that book. So you've been publicly shamed that came out a couple years ago. And John Ronson and the guy that was profiled, there's all these people and there's one guy who would. Man, he'd been shamed for like something sexual, like a sex party or doing something, and of all the people profiled, he didn't lose anything because he refused to be shamed for it. And I do think, without like a "lady doth protest too much" aspect of it, there's somebody to be said. Like, no, this is what I meant. You guys are fucking dumb. Read the whole thing, mm-hmm. and then just be done with it. Yeah, not constantly apologizing, retracting, walking it back.
0: Well, there's also the people reading the comments. So once something like that happens, you realize people are attacking you. Some people they they drown in other people's opinions of them. Sure. And they just start. They just get carried away in it. And if they engage and they prolong it, then they're they're attached to what people have said about their comments, about their comments. So they will go back and forth and read the replies. Right. You're and like, all what are we even talking and, about? Yeah, it just gets crazy. No,
2: you can't let that define you. When I make comments about a comment section, it's more of a comment about the tone of a society, but I don't take these things home and think I should change something because a person had an issue. Do you do any meditating? I'm supposed to say yes, but I don't. (laughs) I try to have like quiet
0: moments. I'm
2: not. I'm I'm supposed to say yes. supposed to say I'm
0: really, my husband meditates. He seems like he meditates. He's He's the perfect guy for you. He's so chill. He's
2: so chill. And I love him so much. He always has like a slight smile. And he's always like this, like, because you see him at the comedy store and he loves being there. He loves, like, he gets to see, like, I'm not one of his favorite comics and I'm okay with that. <laughs> he loves seeing, like, Mark Maron and he loves seeing, like, he likes being there and when we could bring people and have It's cool because mm-hmm. he was a fan of comedy, not in a weird, before he met me and...
0: You can't bring people there anymore?
2: Not, it's not like it was. And maybe it is now, like, in, I haven't been home in a couple of weeks, but, like, it was a hang. It was a moment and, uh... But he's a... Uh, He's got a very still inner confidence. He's
0: not loud. Yeah, he's an easygoing guy. I, I always enjoy his company. Yeah, and so... He's a perfect for you.
2: Yeah, we're both... Uh, we both really like me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's so true, though. It's so
2: true. He's a sweet man. He's great. And I never... <laughs> You know, I get asked all these questions because I'm a girl. Like, so, you just got married. I'm like, it was three years ago. Like, we don't talk about this anymore. But there's all these, like, questions about him. And I'm like, my husband's not in the act because I I don't want to—I'm protective of that.
0: Right, of course. He's not
2: an idiot. I'm not a monster. Like, we have a very nice, normal marriage, and that's not where I get my comedy from.
0: Well, he's not a person. He's not a public person.
2: He's not interested in that. He doesn't read the comedy. He is one of those. Good. And he's very,
0: like— He's like, this is who I am, and healthy, he's healthy, smart. That's, but that's how. Like, it's funny, you know, because I've known you for so long, and you've had so many different relationships while I've known you. And it's like, what is it? It's like you got to find the thing that works. And so many people, especially so many of us, so many comedians, you you go through life and you don't find someone who fits you. You know, there's. I just ran into a comic the other night who told me he got divorced because his wife wanted him to quit comedy. Oof! Oh, fuck.
2: That's rough because I mean, was he successful?
0: He's doing all right. He's not doing terrible.
2: It's tough because that is a big part of your communication when you get married. Like, hey, this is the other woman in my life. Her name is stand up. Yeah. Like, are you cool? And I think some people think they're cool, and then turns
0: yeah, out like I think people sometimes long for normalcy, right? And they're yeah. tired of the guy like going on the road every weekend, tired of him, you know, doing sets and. I guess he could do other things. And she was like, I want you to quit. And he's like, what?
2: That's such a, if that's someone's passion, like that's such an unfair ask. Mm-hmm. I don't know what goes on in their home, but like. I don't know either. Yeah, it's definitely, you got to have ground rules. And that's one of the benefits of getting married a little bit older is like you are more of who you are. Right. It's less malleable based on suggestion. And so like on our first date, I ran to do
0: a set. Oh, really? That's hilarious. I, was yeah. he with you? Yeah. I, Did he come with you? We met
2: for a movie, and I was wearing, like, jean shorts, and I don't really wear shorts on stage, so I brought pants in my bag just in case the movie didn't go well. So we got out. I was like, look, I got a set, and and would you like to come? And I was like, you're going to have to see the act at some point.
0: <laughs> and he came. This and his first date? First date. That's
2: hilarious. And the best part was, I mean, there were many great parts. There were drink tickets there, and my buddy Hunter, who opens for me, was running it, and I handed a ticket to Noah, and I said, if you want a drink... You know, I'm going to go on stage because I don't drink before shows. And he said, no, I'll wait for you. And I thought that was real. And then we got obliterated Uh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) together. Well, that's cute. (laughs) So it was a good start. It was a great start. Good character. Yeah. Showed good character. Well, again, it's like personalities fit. You got to find the fit for you. and You found the fit for you.
2: It should be easy. This is what I always want to tell. Like, I don't have the key to success or relationships. I'm not a guru. It should always be easy. Yeah. Oh, he's going through something. Oh, he didn't call. No. A man will move a mountain to see a girl that he likes. Mm. It's easy. It's going to get harder, and that's okay, but it should start easy.
0: Just should start fun, for oh, sure. Fun
2: for a very long time. Yeah. And sexual. And it should be all those things. But it should be fun and comfortable. Mm. Like, I felt like I knew him forever.
0: That's, that's rare, right? That's rare, but it's so nice if you could find someone like that. And it's, the other thing is, like, he's also an artist, right? Like, chefs are mm-hmm. artists. They really are.
2: He's a writer, and he's an artist. and.
0: But I didn't think about chef. I didn't think about food as art until right. I, I watched Bourdain's show. Yeah. When I first watched uh, the No Reservations when he had that show. And I was like, oh. And it kind of clicked. I was like, this isn't just making stuff that tastes good. You're not a short order cook, right? Yeah. You, there's thought when he you know we have a cookbook
2: he has a cookbook coming out we do a cooking show called don't panic pantry and he got a you cookbook do? deal guys we knew we're two 220 episodes and we really we started doing it in the pandemic why did not you tell me about this i didn't know i'm about sure this. i did. you don't answer every text <laughs> i tried to get you to watch my movie i never heard back i said i'm on my way <laughs> to you today nothing back i know I, my publicist was like are you sure joe's gonna be there and i honestly i was like sure i'm gonna be there i don't Male comics will be like, totally. And then you call they're like, me? I totally forgot. You never no, know.
0: No, not me. I sent a confirmation in, text in, this morning. Listen, you know I'll be there. You, I said it'll be fine, and you I'm, won't. I'm, If I'm anything, I am reliable. I am not a flake.
2: No, no, you're not but a flake. in that way.
0: But I just don't have time. You don't have time. But my point
2: is, so we got a cookbook deal with Knopf. Tell me about your show, the cooking show, though. Joe, the show's called Don't Panic Pantry. And at the beginning of quarantine... You know, you're at home. We're home for like two weeks at the beginning. And I was like, why don't we just do a cooking show? You know so much about food and so, you have so Damn. much information. And I, of course, I want to interact with people and entertain them. And this was at a time where people were still, we didn't have all the information we do now. People were still going out to buy groceries, spreading this virus. And so it was our effort to like encourage people, stay home and cook with what you have. It'll be okay. Mm. And saying things like, you know, you can go to an Indian market to get rice instead of going to Ralph's, your grocery store. It's okay to go to a Chinese market. Like, you're not going to get sick. Like, people were thinking these things. Um, So giving out healthy information, things like that, and teaching people, here's what you got. Don't be precious about it. And we did it every day as a way to dispense information but also calm
0: people. So what did you put on YouTube?
2: It's on my Instagram, at IGTV.
0: Oh. So if no you go kidding. to my
2: page and you just hit this and you hit like series and you go Don't Panic Pantry. Oh, I didn't even No we have shit. 221 episodes. And how long are they usually? That's like a half hour or 220 shorter. 220 fucking episodes. We did one every day for wow. months. Wow. And then we just I just started DMing companies to ask if they'd be our sponsors. <laughs> so we got Dansk, we got Le crusade. Wow. We just built it. And now we do it twice a week, but he got a cookbook. There it is. Look at this!
0: Don't panic. It's pantry. super
2: homemade, but it's become rice noodle
0: salad with kale and enomame. It's become
2: like appointment viewing. It's kind of like people find it very comforting. Oh, we have a little. Wow. Some fan made all of those. Those are all dishes that we. Well, they're on the side. dishes that we made. She made them out of clay. Wow. People send stuff, and so it's become this nice thing. And he got a cookbook deal.
0: Uh, so, well, these are all his recipes. Oh, no, no shit. That's fucking cool. Good for you. I don't
2: wear makeup. We're just in our <laughs> kitchen. I don't give a fuck. We got the dog. That's awesome. And we're there.
0: I love how people innovated during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people, like, a lot of people, it elevated them in many ways because it made them think out of the box yeah. and forced them to do stuff. Yeah. You know, like how Burt Kreischer invented those drive-in movie shows. Bert
2: Kreischer invented not just drive-in movie shows, <laughs> but sta- as I understand it, stand-up comedy and I think podcasting, <sighs> right?
0: Yeah, he taught me <clears throat> everything yeah. I know. But also like Andrew <laughs> Schultz invented that, like uh, he did that sort of stand-up for Instagram thing that he was doing mm-hmm. that turned into a series on Netflix. Did you-, you ever see any of those Mm-mm. stuff that he did? They're really good, really well written. And there's like a series of like rapid fire jokes. Like but he, would ta- he would say, turn your phone sideways. Yeah. He start off with something, would he bring up a point and he'd say, turn your phone sideways. So when you turn your phone sideways, you would get the, the full screen oh, that's image cool. of it. And then he would have these like rapid fire joke, joke, joke about all these different people and different things and different like moments in history. And then when he did that, he sold it to Netflix. And so he did, what did he do? Like four of them for Netflix? So, he did four of those for Netflix. They were awesome. And so, he figured out a way to do something different and innovate. Yeah. Tim Dillon figured out a way. Like, Tim just started doing these ranting podcasts, wearing sunglasses, just making fun with his producer, Ben. And it was genius. Like, doing it that, like, forcing yourself to come up with something else. An alternative way to do it. Yeah.
2: Whether it is the drive in shows or a podcast or a comedy show over Zoom, whatever something because the market dictates if people don't like it, they don't do it but you know a lot of people didn't innovate some people crumbled some people had to get out from, you know some people didn't ha- weren't able to whatever but I think this coming out of this you know if you were healthy and you had the means to do something and expand your mind creatively I we couldn't do stand up for so long I didn't I didn't want to do any zoom shows um good for you I just, it's not
0: my thing well, and they just they just don't work
2: I understand why comics would want to do them. If you didn't have to do it, don't do it. A lot of comics were like, I didn't have to do stand up during the pandemic and I was like, I didn't have to, I wanted to, and now I have a brand new hour because I worked throughout, but like I got a book deal during it. I was able to put energy toward writing and other things that I normally reserve that for stand up. So
0: you know, it's just Yeah, you kept moving. You found a way. You found a way, found a new path, you kept moving. It
2: gained like five pounds.
0: Congratulations. Thank you. That's not bad. No, For I pandemic? bought
2: a house like I did a bunch of stuff that I normally would be like I don't have time. I'm going mm. flying somewhere
0: Yeah, I basically did everything the same except I moved here. Yeah You Just know moved here and tested everybody but you know what not one fucking guest turned positive Not right. one guest was positive. The only people that ever tested positive were Jamie Um, Tony Hinchcliffe tested positive, but he knew he was positive when he got here. Cool. Um, Well, we had him come (laughs) here because he was feeling like shit. I said, come get tested. Right. So he came down and got positive because we test every day. Right. And um, no other guests, like not one guest that came here was positive, which is kind of crazy because it's hundreds of guests. That's good. Good for you. Yeah. But so it could be done, you know? I mean, it was expensive. Especially the testing thing especially right, in the for beginning, sure. That's it's really expensive. That's very expensive. Do. And then Other than that just didn't do stand-up for a long time And then I did one weekend in July and I was like Jesus Christ I did it in Houston. I was like this seems risky. I don't mm-hmm. want to do this because I don't want to get someone else sick <clears throat> and then um, Then I started doing these outdoor shows with Dave Dave Chappelle and then when we did that because I hate when people do that, you know, Use the one 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 name. Like well, Eliza. I actually
2: first I was like Dave, and then had you not said Chappelle, my actually my first thought was a Tell. I was like, oh, I guess I don't know.
0: I'd love okay. to do shows with him too. Yeah. But when we start doing those, we test the whole audience. There yes. Was like again, a very expensive people. endeavor. Yeah, really expensive. Uh, and, but, and then
2: he ended up getting it here in yeah, Austin. I'm pretty sure
0: he got it from his. Yes. I don't want to say who the dude was. Right. So not a, a great that, idea. It was the problem was a guy he was hanging with was loose. And he was, not, he was violating the bubble. They had a very serious bubble. And they did a great job with this. They really did. But, you know, when you have a lot of friends, and Dave has a lot of friends, yeah. occasionally some of them fellows are knuckleheads. And they go out and hang around with a this bunch is, of just randos. Pro,
2: this is how a pandemic spreads in general. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's not just a him problem, but yeah. whatever.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, they weren't taking the right vitamins. They weren't, like, taking care of themselves. They're drinking and partying all the time.
2: I mean, everybody thinks, oh, I got my bubble and my friends only see one other person. And (laughs) it took people to really, took time for people to like really wrap their minds around like, especially if you live in a dense city. Look, I get it. If you live in like Nebraska, this is not an imminent threat. But if you live in a city like Los Angeles, um, with a lot of people who don't have access to resources and stuff like that, it's a different threat. Yeah. So I'm not going to preach about it, but I'm going to say it was devastating for the city I live in.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. The way Dave did it was really brilliant too. Where he started doing those shows in Ohio mm-hmm. uh, in an outdoor wedding chapel, he I mean, just fucking genius. Just so smart.
2: Sure, fly in all your friends. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have done one of those. And your audience can come. He's doing them we- now. We don't. I don't know
0: him. I'll connect you. Okay. I'll I think you he.
2: If he wanted me, he would have.
0: Well, he'd probably chat. have to meet you first. I mean, we met.
2: We you? were the like. We think we were like the only two comics at like the Comedy Store Christmas party one year. But I don't know. Really? Yeah, it was like me, like of like. Headlining comics and I don't put myself in the same category as Dave Chappelle, so don't even but uh yeah, it was just like me, him, and like no other bigger comics had shown up, at least for like the hour or two we were there. I think we had like a drink, but I don't
0: I have so much respect for him. He is one of the nicest people I've ever He's met. He's very in nice. Life. He's so nice. Very
2: grounded and kinda like you, like mm-hmm. wrote his own ticket. Like I'll do whatever I want.
0: Yeah. And I think there's a that's the goal. But he has no like outward insecurity. He's like really calm and easy to get along with sure. and friendly with everybody.
2: Don't you find that um, the more successful, of course there are insecure, successful people, but you know, like, there's like a bottom feeder level and there's this sort of cannibalized, like angry level of comedy, you know, and everyone's vying for, and the more successful you become, the more secure, the more you sort of build your own reality and you got nothing to prove. Like there's no reason for him to be a dick because you have everything. Like you were saying, like, be nice. Like, I have no reason to be mean right. to a comic coming up unless you're right. threatened, which you shouldn't be, which right. I'm not. And so I think, you know, getting to a place where you can take that breath and yeah. be successful. I think that's it's healthy. It's, it's nice a, when it's you be nice successful nice people.
0: Yeah. Because it's sad when someone makes it and they're still fucked up. Yeah. And they they still treat the world like they're, uh, you know, like they're starving and just clawing and scratching. and It's a character flaw. Well, yeah. Yeah, it is. I have to be. Okay. Let's wrap this up, Eliza. Tell everybody about your movie. It's on Netflix. When's it come out? It's out today. Oh shit! That was the whole reason I came here to bookend our story. Tell people the name of your. I can't film. remember. Really? No, it's
2: called Good on Paper. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Netflix, and I thought it would be there. there is it my is. Tra- Will you at least at watch the store. trailer? Yeah. Look I at sent that. you everything.
0: Look at that. Oh, you got her to do it.
2: Got Margaret Cho. Look at that. Color corrected so I look nice. You do look very nice. The director was like, wear red. And I was like, okay, I could do that.
0: Based on a true, not mostly true love story, Eliza Schlesinger. And there's so this, the guy.
2: Yeah, that's Ryan Hansen who played Dennis Kelly. And he wore these fake teeth. And he is a leading man who played a creep so well. And He wore uh, fake teeth to make him look goofy? Day one, he's like, I got a tooth guy. And he showed up with these big teeth and the story is the story that we've told on this podcast wow and i made this movie and netflix bought it universal was the distributor and uh
0: it's giving me the creeps just watching this knowing that the guy in the movie's a liar
2: yeah but you watch it hoping you know it's got some twists and turns i look fat in that scene so we'll just move past you
0: it. don't look when fat. there's
2: one shot where i'm standing and it's like oh no bad sweater um
0: I will watch this. I will watch That's this. That's me
2: in the shorts I'm wearing now. Please do. I would I love your opinion I on it. it. I will watch
0: it. I will watch it. And
2: so it's called Good on Paper. It's out today. All right. And thank you so much for having me. I love you. I love you. Come on. Can I have Come a, on. an on it
0: bar? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Got a whole fucking machine full of them. Have a whole community. <laughs> All right, Liza Schlesinger ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, everybody. Bye. <laughs>